What's that on up a yonder? Why, it looks like two hillbillies talking about mini trucks to me. <laughs> Y'all are fixing to listen to the voice of the lowlife. Gather around and revel in the good word of the lowest common denominator podcast. So on the topic of the power couple thing the other day, I was putting a little bit more thought into it. <laughs> I ran a poll. Turns out Shaley is what people want to know us as if we were a power couple. Really? Shaley? Shaley. Huh. Yeah. That's, that, has, that has kept me up all night. Just Shaley. Shaley it is. Hmm. From the hills and hollers of eastern Kentucky, fresher than a dozen eggs from a one-legged brown hen, we put the cult <laughs> in mini-trucking culture. We are your voice of the low life. This is the lowest common denominator podcast. Episode, <laughs> meh. I don't know. You know, I try to get creative and do a different type of episodic naming. Uh-huh. So I did Volume 1, Parts 1, 2, and 3. And then uh-huh. I did Volume 1, Part 1A, Part 1B, Part C. But did at this really? point, yeah, I try. I just clicked on autoplay. Well, you know, people like you make all of my efforts for naught. So thank, I know. Thank, thanks. This is, my, this is my point. This is a fail for Shaley. <laughs> this is a fail for Shaley. Does that mean you're going to take our pink flamingos out of the yard? Don't kick me out of my trailer. This is episode five of the Lowest Common Denominator podcast, and this is one that we have been teasing for quite a while. This special episode we will refer to as Everybody Hates Jeffrey Dillard. But you all shouldn't hate Jeffrey Dillard, you mother... <laughs> Man, I'm going to have you're gonna to, put, I know gonna have to hit the chicken button. Well, I don't want... I, no, I want the donkey noise. The donkey noise the sounded donkey. like gay porn. I, I want the donkey noise. It's I too funny to not do it. Use it anyways. We have a special <laughs> guest with us today. A special guest that is making his debut on any episodic program like this, and he has been kind enough to give us not only his undivided attention and his critique before and I'm sure after the episode, yeah. but he is opening up his story for our listeners, for our whopping eight listeners. Are we at eight now? Man, we have tripled. We have tripled. Yeah, that's actually that the lowest common denominator thing, you know, theoretically, mathematically, that's not exactly. All right, moving right along. <laughs> Today's special guest is the founder of the largest East Tennessee show this side of the original Pigeon Forge Mini Truck and Nationals. That ran for an unprecedented, oh Jesus, I hope it's going to be 15 years because that is what I'm saying and he will correct me when he comes on the largest show that Morristown, Tennessee has ever seen. And again, one of the granddaddies of all of the mini truck shows in the mountains. I'm sure you guys know who I'm talking about. Jeffrey Dillard, thank you for joining us on the Lowest Common Denominator podcast. Absolutely. Glad I could be part of the eight listeners that uh, actually came up here and did their thing. We were actually up to eight and a half. I- I'm watching the live feed oh. right now. We are up to eight and a half. So we- Man, my ratings are going through the roof. <laughs> you know, if we had a Nielsen box like they did back in the 80s, it would be blinking and going nuts right now. You because, think so? Because I'm telling you. We are, I hope you. I hope you all have a uh, operator ready to pick up a call. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for only donating thirty nine ninety nine, not only will you get limited access to the Jeffrey Dillard episode, but you will get an American Wildlife Fund purse that has been scratched out, and we actually wrote LCD podcast <laughs> over the embroidered logo. Is there a raccoon on it? Operators are standing by, ladies and gentlemen. Operators are standing by. Yes, no, there's a panda. It's a sad panda because oh. you know we should have a sad panda as oh. part of our character. 
sure that we're getting worked on. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get back to it right now. Again, the ADD is kicking in because we're truly excited. We're excited, and we've put him off enough. You know, our scheduling has not exactly worked out. You're a busy gentleman, and we play that part on the radio. So, again, thank you for being here, and we're going to do something that nobody has really done in a public forum is we're going to talk to you about the history of your massive show. But more importantly, we're going to let people get to know you just a little bit. I have had the opportunity over the years to learn you, and everything I have learned about you has been nothing less than stellar. And this is not me sucking up to you because you're on the show. I couldn't give two less about your feelings. Now you got donkey noise right there. Yeah, I'm gonna, that's going to be a cluck cluck when you hear that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that sound bite came at 4 minutes and 39 seconds and I'm stealing that and I'm going to use that again. <laughs> I got plenty more if you want them. <laughs> we are all about some animal noises here. But no, in all sincerity, we're excited to talk to you because that's something and we use the name of this episode Everybody Hates Jeffrey Dillard as completely tongue-in-cheek because I've, I've never understood why. I don't either. I don't get for it. For somebody that has contributed, and, and I'm not looking for, I'm not trying to flatter you. You know, again, we've known each other long enough at this point, you know that is not my personality. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, cut right. it, I try my best to cut it very straight. If I like somebody, I like them. If I think you're an tell you and, and and there's no if ands or buts about it but that being said and that's why we've always gotten along well i think i think super <laughs> highly of you and above and beyond anything personal i think unbelievably highly of the things you have done man and, and i'm already getting excited to talk about this because i've never really sat down you were kind enough to buy me dinner last year in nashville and i thought that was super cool of you when we got to sit there and bs for a few minutes and i got to learn some things about you a little like the law school thing that I never knew about you. And, and when I walked away from that conversation, I'm like, you know, there's a lot more layers to the depth of him, not only as a show promoter, but just as a person. And, and it really made me surprised how somebody, and I don't want to say lineage, because that's not what I mean. I'm searching for a word here. But somebody with your accolades got into the mini truck world and built truly. And, and look, I'm just going to go ahead and say the largest show in Tennessee. Technically, the old mini Nats had a larger <clears throat> crowd. But some of Jeffrey's best years, I'd say, were neck and neck with the biggest of the night show. So we'll just go ahead for the point of conversation. It's easier for me to say largest show in East Tennessee. Uh, hell, largest mini truck show in Tennessee. Yeah, it's easily that. And, and in all sincerity, especially in this century. I mean, think about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, definitely that. The Nats ended, for all practical purposes, in 2002, the Pigeon Forge variant. And I actually still have a letter framed from Erlene Teaster, who was then the city manager and is actually now still the city manager. So I'm curious how old she actually is. But the city manager of Pigeon Forge that in a meh, not so nice way, pretty much said that mini truckers weren't welcome back. So the biggest show in the wow. 90s, you know, and then Jeff wow. went on to create the biggest show <clears throat> of the 2000s. So let me ask you this. And this is kind of a baseline question. But I'm sure there's something that people are actually very interested in hearing. And I've talked too much. Unlike you, I don't have a speech major uh, among my multiple majors. But uh, tell us what actually inspired you. What actually got you into this? Where did you find your foothold and, and what made you want to do this for your community? I am actually so glad that you brought this up because I was really trying to figure out, you know, I've had a week two to think about where I want to start with this. And it would not be fair to start this without bringing up uh, the fact that my middle brother 
he got me started into vehicles, and we redid or a 1950 F100. I always okay. went to Pigeon Forge with him. I always saw everything going on. And that was when I was 14, 15 years old. He moved away and went to college. Still had the car bug, still had the everything. And then I found a group called Simple Images based out of Morristown, Tennessee, which included Biggie, Fatty, Sketch, Jelly Bean, Jug, Tanya, Denise, Chad, the whole crew, Dave. And wow. they just wow. kind of took me that in was, under their wing. That was impressive because I couldn't remember that many names. That is really outstanding. And, you know, Fatty and I are, Fatty's one of my best friends in the world. We still say super close to this day. I've not spoke to really anybody else on that list, but I do have faint memories and some pretty fond memories of a lot of those guys. Absolutely, as do I. And, you know, I was a kid. I was by myself. I had a 93 Accord and a Toyota um, Tacoma pickup truck, 97 that I actually came up to a show that I think you know about. We'll get into that in a minute. Yeah, we're not going to get into anyway, that. So, but anyway, But I do remember yeah, oh, the... Oh, we are. No. <laughs> I, I do remember the Maroon Tacoma on 24s. <clears throat> and you will also note... Uh, well, we'll get, we'll get to that in a minute. We're going to bring you up. You're just going to get used to that. And um, so they took me in, was part of their club. They showed me a show, went to slamming and jamming with them, you know, all that slamming stuff. And, and I saw Charlie Cobble. And it was the first huge show I had ever been to. Well, you know, Simple Images, we were talking. We were wanting to do a show. We were wanting to give back to the community, United Way, things like that. Sure. Or, no, I believe it was it was Children's Hospital at the time. Okay. And Now, now that so, show, the one you guys started as a club, correct me if I'm wrong, the name was Showing Off for a Cause. Is that right? Showing Off for a Cause. I actually in attended Bargain Lot Furniture. Oh, I remember it at that, inter- that bargain- T intersection. Yep. yep. And so... We all got started there. You know, it was a one-day show. With me having a part of a marketing major, um, I helped promote it, obviously, as anybody would with my set skills at the time. Or at least I was in college. I was cocky and arrogant, thought I knew it all. You know how that goes. Oh, trust me. We and all so, do. <laughs> I'm still cocky and arrogant, so, you know, and I don't I'm, deserve to be. I'm a narcissist, so. <laughs> I mean, like... Well, hey, we all get along well here. This is why they hate us, right? <laughs> That's true. So, That's true. But, uh, anyway, so, you know, we did the show, and then I forgot who it was at the time, but we had divvied up some money. You know, we paid back the bills, and then everybody said, okay, let's go in and eat. My young brain thought, oh, I thought we were going to give it all to Children's Hospital. I got kind of upset with that. I didn't agree with it. I did not go and eat that night, and I just kind of separated from the car club. Well, that next year, um, and I, I was also doing it, in helping because it was part of my senior project at no the marketing. Kidding. Okay. Very cool. And um, the group at the time, all those people I mentioned never knew that I was doing this as a marketing project and okay. they didn't know that they were being studied in interactions and how stuff was going on. Well, when they found out, obviously everybody wasn't really happy. Wait, wait, time out. <laughs> so they weren't happy that they were actually being quote unquote studied. I mean, what was the big deal about that? that no, seem no, 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 not at all. Because oh, I really? had come out at the end you know, as a part of your project or my thesis, I had to have an issue that arise between a group. So I then went on the Internet, like everybody loves to do at that time, with a Street Source uh, magazine. Oh, my God. Street I got Source. on there, and I blasted out the club business just because I wanted to see what the reaction was going to be. And that they took the money, and they went to eat. Only some of the proceeds went to children. And again, me being young, I didn't understand that that was okay. 
Well, you, you know, we were all out there working. At that point, you didn't understand, in all like sincerity, that. the difference between profits and proceeds and, and the nomenclature exactly. and such. Exactly. You know, that's one thing on the H word, and we don't say the H word, uh, while we were a nonprofit yeah. show, it was okay to keep some seed money back, you know, for advertising for the next year, because that's Absolutely. how you, you have and to. That's, that point, that's business. And we fe- we always fed my staff. Always, always. I mean, they're nice enough to volunteer. We're going to go out and eat. And so I understand, you know, where you're coming from. Exactly. I got you. You know, six. You know, sixteen years later, I totally understand it. I totally understand why they sure. were upset. I'm not really sure why one of them said he pushed me off a bridge, but you know, I get that. <laughs> when we're so. off the air, when we're off the air, I want to hear this because I don't even know this. About my jaws. On oh wow, well, 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 I, I remember it vividly. It was raining that day. He called me and told me on the phone. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Anyway, um, so all that had happened and transpired. Well, obviously. So the next year, I decided to do. As my final punch, I was going to do it on my own just to see if I could, to see if they, you know, if I learned what I was supposed to have in my prior year. So that created Laid Out at the Park. My first year was hosted with a club called Low Trends that I actually became part of. I met them at Slammin' and Jammin', and we hung out. We got together. They were able to help me because I was still in college. I was still down there. And we hosted a one day laid out at the park at Frank Lorino Park in Morristown, Tennessee. And it was going to be held two weeks after Simple Images did their second showing off for a cause. Um, I didn't know what I was getting into. I didn't know who was going to show up. I didn't know anything about it. Well, that's funny because and, I always so so it was not the same date. See, I'd always heard that it was the same date, but turns out you actually planned around them. I did. Okay. I waited, and it was two weeks after the fact. It might have been one. I'm pretty sure it was two though. You better be but, careful, um, Jeff. You're, you're painting yourself as not nearly the <laughs> but we all think you are. Wow. Well, you know. We'll get there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to get there, I assure you. So, <laughs> you know, um, my first year, you know, gates opened up. Um, I contacted John Beebe. Never, he's never heard of me. I've never heard of him. I just knew that people love dropping with. I personally like the drop and wear oh, stuff. Oh, back then and it was as big my, as you could get. Yeah, it's true. I still have my first shirt I ever bought from him. It was an orange one because I went to UT Go Vols. I've got to throw that in there for Kim Carroll. That's fine. Who told me I wouldn't. No, totally fine. And, we, uh, we, have a, we have animal noises for that. That's fine. <laughs> no, 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 no. At some point, I'm going to get you to say the word Kentucky, and then I'm going to dub it back in. But anyway. <laughs> oh, I'll say Kentucky all day long. There That's not go. a problem. <laughs> Keep going. I'm, I'm but anyway, sorry. So, uh, you drive this ship. I'm enjoying the ride. You know, stuff's rolling in. John graciously comes down. I offered to get him a hotel room to come, and I would pay his, um, uh, you know, I would buy my staff shirts from him. And so he agreed to come. Yep. Drop him where showed up, and Brandon Burrell, who I'd never heard of before, told me he was willing to come down and do some online coverage for Street Source. And he came down in his yellow Mazda Protege wagon. Okay, okay. I'm pretty sure it was the. I'm pretty sure it was Protege wagon. It might have been an Accord. We'll have to get with Brandon to verify that. Um, But all I know is yellow, and I've never seen this dude before in my life. Sure. And so he agrees to come down for gas money and do show coverage. Well, at this point, I'm hyping all this up, and my parents had a meeting or a dinner at the country club with one of the city, or it was the um, city manager. Sure. And they had asked him, and I knew he was going to be there, and I said, go ahead and ask him if I can get a road closed down for a drag session. Well, they didn't have any clue what it was, and he said, okay. <laughs> so I started touting this through everywhere. And, you know, Street Source, Facebook wasn't even a thing yet. Street, Street Source came out. 
Um, there was another one. MySpace. Black Copper. No, no, Black. Yeah, MySpace. Black yeah, Copper Revival. Was no, I think, I think you were going for MySpace, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, MySpace uh, it is. Anyway. It was MySpace to my place, fellas. Uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I had that shirt. All of that, all of that got thrown out there, and a one-day show turned into 527 registered vehicles. Oh, wow. Was that that I had fir- no idea what to do with. That was your that first That was my year? first year, my first total. Oh, yeah. my Jesus goodness. Christ. That is insane. So we had locked down a mile of East Industrial Park in Morristown sure. to do the legal drag session. And, you know, it turned out without a hitch. Everybody had a blast. Well, from there, everything spread like wildfire. The second year in, I obviously learned what I was doing, what I had to do, what I did do wrong. All, well, let me revert back to... That first year, the donations went to, I wrote a $10,000 check to United Way. A $10,000 the first year? $10,000 first year. My goodness. United Way. So, And that is where I learned, and now I have to apologize to all the members of Simple Images, that you have to pay your staff. You have to figure it out. You have to do the search. You have to do everything. So I totally learned a lesson, even though it cost me a couple of friendships. Now I'm still good friends with Fatty and Jelly Bean, and those are about the only two that still talk to me. So. <laughs> but, uh, Understood. <laughs> How can you not love those guys? But, oh, uh, dude, you I, know, I, I love Fatty. He, he, uh, Fatty actually comes up and works out with Shay and I occasionally, and and it's always a blast to get to see him a couple times a year up here in a non-show setting, just to kind of sit around oh, and BS, yeah. you know. And, and and as soon as this stupid health pandemic is over, uh, I'm sure that he and I and, and Shay will get together again. And and he's actually going to guest host uh, in studio one day, so I think that'll be fun. Nice. Which is which is funny because yeah. Fatty for years made people believe that we essentially hated each other. I think it only came out like the last oh, couple of years that we're super, super close <laughs> friends. So we just roll with it. Anyway, again, this is this is your shit, man. I'm just enjoying the ride. Keep steering. No, no. So the second year hit, and I decided to do – I obviously had to move locations because I was out of room by 12 o'clock Saturday of the first year. So I was the, out of room. Oh, see, that's funny. I actually thought you were at that location for two years. So it was just one? Just one year. And I They loved. could not hold me, and they did not invite me back because we ended up parking on the baseball field. Somebody broke the fence in to get to that, and, well, that was a whole other story. Understood. So, <laughs> understood. But um, anyway, so fast-forwarding, we moved to the second year. That's where it becomes we're doing the legal drag. The city loved it. The hotels loved it. We're selling out. We're doing stuff. No question. And that's where the first five-lane-wide eight or nine deep drag session happened in the U.S. that I'm aware of. Brad Mercer just passed away. I don't know if you even knew that, but... No. Actually, yeah, no. No, I didn't. That's news to me. Away. He passed away two months ago. Well, no, about a month ago. And, uh, wow. He was the first video company that agreed to come and film it. Now, was you know, that... Oliver was that, got word of it. Was that concrete? That was, was a he concrete, concrete video. Yep. He, no, man, I had no idea. He was actually, it's funny, yeah. he was actually the first video company to ever come do the H word as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And um, passed away, had some cancer. He, he was thought he young. cleared it, it just didn't happen. He would have been, what, yeah, early he was, 40s? He just turned 40, yeah. Jesus. Wow. Well, that went dark quick. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to lighten this back up. But Oliver showed up, you know, all the magazines had gotten word of this. Brandon did. He came back for my first year. And, I mean, just every magazine known to man was out there. Right. And it just grew and grew and grew. And eventually we got up to about 1,600 entries. Wow. See, I I never knew the largest year. I knew that it was absolutely nuts. And I knew you'd well broke 1,000, but I didn't realize you were closing in on that 2,000 mark. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody has been into Cherokee Park, we literally were judging vehicles near the boat ramp. Jesus (laughs) The year that we maxed out. 
my God. Yeah, and we've had trailers. I mean, y'all been there. You know what it's like. Oh, yeah. And it, yeah. It, I've, I've only missed a couple of years ever. Uh, I was even there for the famous laid out of the glacier year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I still have the staff shirt. <laughs> was, you yeah. more than took care of me, and I think that I would ju- uh, judge a whopping eight vehicles before I said, yep, I'm freezing. I'm going to go hide in the truck for a while. <laughs> that so, sounds about the right speed. It's okay. That literally sounds But so it's better. still a badass shirt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But, you know, it's uh, the history of that show and the money raised through that show. It's gone to United Way. It's gone to the EMS guys that are out there and that's or i'm sorry not ems but ema emergency now, management agency now you also did co-sir didn't you you actually did co-sir too didn't okay. you or did i make that up what is that you, you did the children's hospital the shriner children's hospital oh yeah yeah we're getting there we're getting there okay um <laughs> yeah so we've done shriner's hospital we've done the ema i actually funded morristown's program to catch online predators wow wow that wow. was never started until i went in and wrote them a check and they got started and to this day, I think they're still catching people off of it. So Man, from last I heard. That is absolutely I, I, amazing. None of this. Literally none of and this. And, you know, it's such an odd timing that the mini truck scene just started going right downhill when Jeff did that. I wonder the correlation there. Huh. <laughs> 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 Mo- <laughs> moving right along. Oh, dear God. All right. <laughs> uh, I thought we said we'd I'm not allowed in six more times. <laughs> Okay. I'm not allowed in six other states, but you know. So, <laughs> so you know, you get an idea of the accolades, and, and you went over some of the high points of the show. Now let's get to the last couple of years, because no matter what there was a, a you know, no matter what the reason was, there was a drop-off in attendance. Um, and I know, having talked to you, how that personally affected you. And, again, that's something that people don't see that we are lucky enough to get a glimpse of tonight. But when you started noticing a change, and, and it's not it's not just you. I mean, I noticed it at the H word as well. When you started noticing that change in the quote-unquote scene and, and that tennis dropping off, how did that affect you? What did you think about that? Well, I think I want to talk a little bit about what I think proposed caused the scene to start doing this for me anyway. Would love um, to hear that. Oh, I'd love I, to and, and Jason Bell and I, we had a great conversation last week, and we'll get into that a little bit later in the conversation. Sure. However, um, I think the demise came where I started noticing people were taking advantage of me because I was getting hotel rooms and I was loose and I did this and I did that. But then I realized I could be giving more back if I wasn't spending it on stupid stuff. See, well, see, see he's actually cutting on me for that year that I only judged eight vehicles. So I actually owe him for a room at the Ramada. But whatever. Oh, Add it to my tab. No, here we go. <laughs> so, no. If, I, if you were at the Ramada, I owe you. So. <laughs> 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 oh, my goodness. But, you know, um, I started noticing, and this is after, you know, I'd gotten married. My wife, all right, she said, why are you still doing this? These people will still come and show up and support you if they know the reason. Well, obviously, I only tell a certain net group of mine that is close to me what I'm actually doing with the money. Sure. The rest of the people, you know, I was under the impression I just thought everybody knew, truthfully. They didn't. That's all I can. That's all I that that we were donating stuff. That's all that I really thought. And you um, and I were it very to find out. You and I were very different in that regard. And that is not a slight. That is not a even a comparison as much as it is a contrast. We handled that very different. You donated so much more money than I ever dreamed of donating to my causes, but you were very quiet about it. You didn't feel the necessity to get out and cram it down people's throat, whereas I absolutely made it a point to cram it down people's throats. I didn't have the venue. I didn't have the 
the the following that you had. So pretty much I had to go that route. You know, please support this charity, whereas you were putting on such a quality event, you really didn't have to. And, and I think sometimes that kind of backfired on me and give people this weird false sense of, well, for a show to be good, it has to be a charity show, and they have to cram it down your throat. And and I'll forever feel guilty about that. I don't know that it ever affected Laid Out of the Park, but there's not a doubt in my mind that it, that it affected other shows. And and it's funny seeing some of the trashiest rides saying, boys, I ain't going to that show. It ain't no charity show. He don't give to the kids. he got to go and just, no, dude. Yeah. If Charlie Cobble started the Mini Truck Nationals back in Pigeon Forge at that time, people would have flocked to him and killed themselves to get back to Pigeon Forge and he never kept anything. You know, he was a business person and made right. no bones about it. And it's okay. I don't understand that the is... people that think that's not okay. As long as the show's fun, I don't really care what they do with the money. If it goes to I charity, don't. that's awesome. But it doesn't have to. If it goes back to building the show again, that's cool too. I don't care. You no. know, anyway, sorry, my rant. No, 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 you're fine. But the moment that and just kind of go back to what I was saying and why I think people are going down in this industry i think it's for the fact that i couldn't do anything for them or i wouldn't do anything for them so they quit coming how so what do you mean by that i mean the groups that would want to come in early and rope off the areas oh, you know yeah. oh, i had yeah. to put a stop to it because i ran out of space we well had to. well that ticked that ticked somebody off so now the whole group of 30 is not gonna go you know i wouldn't cover such and such a hotel room well, I'm not even going to fool with my time if you're not going to pay me to come down there. Well, here's my thought. If you don't like me and you don't want to come on your own merit, more power to you. You're the one that's in the fun. <laughs> you know, you actually told me that once, and I'd say you won't remember this conversation, but, but I always felt, I don't want to say guilty, but it seemed like there were people occasionally that hand, had their hand out. And I was always like, every well, single one of them. Well, okay, I can do that. You and Brant both told me, stop giving some you know, people will take advantage yeah. of it, and uh, and you're you know you were actually both you guys were actually 100 percent right, uh, and it, I, I seen that pretty late, but it was amazing how people like for example you would bring in one, and I'm sure you probably did the same thing that I did. You had to headhunt certain vehicles. You know, yeah, you're going to buy a room for a top level vehicle from California, obviously, um, and that person may come back the next year on their own. But then, when they start expecting you to handle it every year to the point that they just walk in the hotel say, well, where's my room? You know, the show promoter would have got it. And you didn't. And then they're like, well, I can't believe I drove all the way from blah, 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 you know, and you didn't take care of me. Well, we did last year. We did the year after, you know, the year before. But you have to get to the point that you draw a line. How much can you keep giving these people? And and, and that that's a sh- Oh, okay. Well, I'll tell you, the one time in 15 years I ever did it, and I will acknowledge it to this point in day was Fessler. I paid his gas one way to get out here when he brought the two vehicles as you should and I covered his room and oh yeah and I covered his room. And that and, was the one and only time I ever did it and it's not ever been done since. Oh man, I did it a lot. And and I had to. Because well, some things I mean for I mean for Fessler himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, we, you know, <laughs> we we had no choice because of where our show was at. We just didn't have. Yeah, you have to. Uh, yeah, nobody's yeah. going to come to that town. At least you had internet a- or inter- internet access. Jesus Christ, you had interstate access. You had a wonderful location, and I just didn't have that. So that's amazing, though. I thought I figured you would have done that a lot more times. I mean, that, to me, that's just kind of it was the, the one and only time. Wow. Yep. And I offered to have him do it. Um, it was the year that. Oh my goodness! It oh, was I, the year. 
I not, remember it. It not was last year, but the year before, I offered him to come back to do the same thing. It was it Rezo that was the same weekend as me. I'm trying to think. I remember that deal because Shannon and I talked about it, but I don't remember. Well, the I know details. Thorbeck ended up going to the West Coast, and so did he. And See, it thought, was only it was merely it was weather. That's all it was. And I, Jason yeah. Thorbeck, you know, he apologized profusely. He's a stand up dude. We'll always invite him back. I mean, he didn't he didn't screw me. He's a business guy. He's got to go where there's people going to be. Right. So I don't want anybody to think there was bad blood there by any means. Hmm. So oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just I'm uh, just taking this all in. This is this is good stuff. So I'm not exactly doing. I told you it was going to be blunt and to the point and honest. My well, jaw's so, still on the ground. I just I, yeah, I, we're I, I we're don't uh, comment really. We're, I mean, like wow, this is this is an experience, man. I'm I'm enjoying the hell out of this. Um, okay, so I interrupted you when you started talking about your feelings on the downfall of attendance and that aspect of the scene. Do you feel that you cover that, or or yeah? Because I kind of took your thunder there for a second. As you know, one of my majors was a speech major. I could probably talk for hours, but yeah, we, we touched on enough for me to be satisfied with my answer. Um, I just feel like when I stopped when I stopped giving people what they wanted to be my friend, I stopped having friends. We'll just put it that way. That yeah, that sucks. That that sucks, and that's, there's no place for that. Donkey the whole reason, yeah, I'll go back and clean the cuss words later. <laughs> the whole reason we're into this stuff, at least to me, is the camaraderie. Shay and I have talked oftentimes. It's not the show, and it sure as hell isn't the recognition. Mm. It's the journey. It's the buildup. It's the anticipation. Those ah. things are so much more fun than the actual climax of the event. You know, I like sure. the road trip, and I like hanging out in the parking lot and going to Best dinner. Part. Uh, after the show, best way part. more than the show itself. I have absolute best part. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know, man. I, I've and never you know, envied me, you in that one. Well, for me, to be the promoter, and I'll be honest with you, the last five years I've been bored with my own show. Okay. <laughs> but for me, you know, when it was first building and it was the first thing, I always went around to every hotel to make sure everybody was happy. I tried to say hello to everybody, and it got so big where I could not say hello to everybody. And I think that was also some of my downfall. I tried, but at that point, stupid stuff was happening at the hotels. I had one guy jumping off the third balcony, drinking his own piss from his Jeep that he beat the crap out of. And so, you know, I had to make, I was off, I was also a officer at the time. You know, <laughs> I'd so actually, I I'd had actually to forgot that. I actually forgot that part. Yeah, you were actually. I had to have him hauled off. Yeah. Wow. And so all this stuff, it really alludes to why everybody hates Jeffrey, but at the same time, they got to understand I'm trying to have a safe vent for everybody to have fun at that a family could come at because now I'm married and have two daughters of my own. There's no way I'd take them to half of these shows. Well, no you, way. You know, in all sincerity, though, it's kind of funny. The shows that you and I used to go to that will have more of a hard edge to them. You're in the same generation as me. You are younger than me, but, you know, you were around the same time. The shows that I used to go to, and I have literally seen people pee on cop cars from the Riverside Tower balcony and push couches yeah. off of hotel porches onto vehicles below and just insane stuff. Um, that being said, one of the last times I was at Maggie Valley, and this is not a bad thing. This is just a change of the Absolutely. guard. I was walking around the hotels at you know midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, expecting kind of a you know a little bit of a scene. And there, was yeah. well, and there was people out sitting on tailgates, playing like frisbee golf and, and games like that and cornhole. I'm like, you know, what what happened? This is jail's def- overrated. It's definitely yeah, jail's overrated. It's definitely different now. And and laid out of the park, the apex years 
were when things were pretty damn rough too. So you balance that very well. I have seen some things at the Super 8, former Super 8 of Morristown that I'm sure the statute of limitations has not ran out on that I can't even talk about. And, uh, <laughs> Nor will we. No, 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 no. There is one particular story that if I get drop jaw Glenn Pilgreen on here, I'm going to call him out on a story from the Super 8. But but that's not for this episode. We'll save that another time. So anyway. I mean, I'll, I'll welcome we come back for that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss that off air. Uh, this is great. This is great stuff. I'm literally, Shay and I are both standing here kind of just, a gas. This is unlike anything we expected, and I could, I'm sure people are going to love this or hate this, or they're going to react if there is nothing else. So thank you for making us relevant for a few minutes. Just okay. Wow. So I mean, like, you said you were bored with the last few years of your show. Why? I mean, yeah. What's going on there? What, what are your extrapolate because that out a little bit? I well, and you you touched on it. You and I came from a different generation of trip shows. Sure. There was nothing, you know. The freaks, they, you know, the East Tennessee freaks, I will always throw an accolade to them because they have always had my back, regardless. Even between the breakups internally and everything else, you know, I know for a fact the past couple of years, if I asked a certain members of those groups to help me watch my mom up at that front gate, it didn't matter their differences. They came together and they had their backs. Absolutely. And it didn't matter if it was just, you know, Jimmy stole my beer or whatever. And I say that. I don't know what Jimmy had a freaks, but I do. <laughs> you know what I mean. Actually, now that I think just about it. Name okay, that being said, I'm going to interrupt you just for a second because we have not uploaded the episode we did last night. We recorded an episode last night that was actually going to be your leading guest. But, you know, our time kind of got away from us. Uh, interviewed a guy named David Withrow. I'm not sure if you've heard of David, but he put on a show in West Virginia called CL's Finest. And it was a big show for 13 mm-hmm. years. Now, not your size, but it was closer to Heritage, with 300 range, stuff like that. Um, we were talking about the impact of Freaks of Nature on Laid Out the Park. And at one time, and, and again, this is so funny, we were just talking about it last night, the field to the left in front of the shelter where the Popeye's chicken booth usually was, there would be 90-plus Freaks of Nature's there. And they actually had their yearly annual meeting at the old, I think it was a Sagebrush Steakhouse there uh, next to the mall. Yep. Yep, that, that Indian has seen more outside time than a hooker on a church on a Saturday night. So. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, that's wow. brutal. If we actually had sponsors, Shay, that would have been a great time to cut to a sponsor ad right there. <laughs> Again, the sound bites here. But no, they always seem to really support you. And, you know, you got huge support from all the major clubs. I mean, there was negative camber corner down there and into the kind of behind to the right of the stage. It was always all the NC guys and, and you were represented by every major club that was anybody really. And a lot of clubs that thought they were that really weren't, but you always (laughs) had just great club support. And, and uh, you know, that was where everybody, that was their point of demarcation for the new year. You know, we all have to go to lay it out. And, and, and there's still a bunch of people, myself included, that is heartbroken that we didn't have that show. And, of course, it's kind of a moot point. But, hell, wouldn't it have been this coming weekend if it had continued? It would have been this. Well, had it not been Easter and it had not been Corona 2020, right. it would have been this weekend. Wow, that's <laughs> so. that's. So right um, now, I would actually, I wouldn't be recording this. I would be in a garage trying my ass off to get something together and probably still wouldn't make it in time. <laughs> but I would come and collect my pre-registration. You would have rolled in. No, I would have still seen you regardless. Oh, I, I always show up even just <laughs> for a few minutes, man. And, and that's, uh, you know, last year I, I come and made a beeline over to Dan Harvey's booth and sit there and talk to him and Shannon for a while. And 
And uh, it is, it just, I don't know, man. It, I, I already miss it so bad. I can't stand it. Talking to you, reminiscing about this makes it even worse. So I'm going to go ahead and put you on blast here. I mean, I miss it. And, and we hate What's the thought doing? that it may not, you know, it may be gone. So have you had thoughts about potentially revisiting it in the future? As I said, we would get to this point. I spoke with Jason Bell this week. Sure. And unfortunately, he's having to ride this. And not just him, but all promoters right now are just going through heck and back. And I couldn't even imagine dealing with it because I've had some medical stuff that I had to deal with. But you threw this on top of that. There's no way I would have even been alive at this point. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> but, I, I don't uh, think it would have happened this year. Like I, I was talking to Lee um, yesterday, actually, that the people that called off their shows this year was a good decision, even though that wasn't their intentions. They're, they're heroes. I, I mean, mean, legitimately. Absolutely. And, and you know, and I mean, there is know, a regional. Go ahead. No, I was going to say for everybody that's listening, that if you don't get your money back, that's okay. You know, you're you're still helping support the scene by those guys being able to save that back and put on a bigger and better show for you guys next year. I mean, that's what I want to get out. Like, these we guys have, aren't pocketing your money. You're we not have doing harped, that. We have absolutely harped on that point. Mm-hmm. That has been something we've addressed a couple of times. Told you didn't listen. Uh, we've I actually know. addressed that a couple of times. <laughs> I listened to the first 50 seconds or so. Okay, we'll see. I'll, I'll take that. He heard the intro music, so good enough. Good enough for me. Uh, Content don't matter. Well, I'll tell you what. Where do you think your half came from, though? <laughs> <laughs> that being said, that is something that we did address, so in all sincerity, before Jason actually made the, the decision to cancel, or I'm sorry, to postpone Mini Nats, we even said, you know, look, guys, it's 30, 40 bucks. And, and God, I, I sent like a... And I, and I have so many friends, and I have been there where I was counting quarters. And you've been there too, Jeff. I mean, going out the first shows. Oh, stuff, I have been. We're, we're counting our dollars, counting our quarters to see, crashing in a room with 15 other people. And luckily, we have, you know, been don't able to, 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 I don't miss that at all. I don't all. miss that. I really I miss don't all. miss that. You know, we, we've managed to do the point we can at least afford to own a hotel room now. Yeah, that's the most important but thing. But <laughs> that being said, you know, I'm not throwing off anybody for that. That's how I got my start too. But at the same time, this is a hobby slash lifestyle slash whatever you want to call it scene that takes a little money to play. It ain't and cheap. if you can't afford to play, you know, get the hell out of my scene, man. Find a new hobby. Because if you can't afford to eat 30 or 40 bucks for the greater good of bringing a show back better in the future or at least continuing its existence, if you're going to go online and whine <laughs> on and groan about it, again, find a new hobby. Yeah, it's true. Um, I mean, like, So, yeah, we, we said the same exact thing. And not, not trying to steal your thunder, but agreeing wholeheartedly. If shows Absolutely. are canceled you know. and you've paid a few bucks, yeah, it sucks. But you know what? Chances are those show promoters will honor your registration the next time anyway. It's not like they're just going to throw it in their pocket and, and run off and, it's, and it's not go like, to strip clubs. It's not like they intentionally took your money and canceled the show. Yeah, it's not their decision. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, like, this this is a global exactly. thing. I Jesus mean, like, Christ, the NCAA basketball tournament got canceled. The Masters got oh canceled. Oh, my God, have I heard about that tournament so hey man, many times. Did I, t- did I tell you the NCAA basketball tournament got canceled? This is the oh, worst March God. ever. <laughs> So See, you know, and what I heard is Tennessee was going to beat Kentucky, so I got your Kentucky in there for you. <laughs> <laughs> so. The look on his face is priceless right now. Oh, it's a great look. And you know what else is I great know. is that I can twist those words to say anything I want. Oh, I know you are. You just don't. <laughs> clap, clap, clap. No. I, I got there, you go. there you go. I got access. You know, toward, towards the end of uh, Laid Out the Park, uh, they, they actually become a big presence for audio there, wasn't there? Yes, and I did that with... You know, obviously the numbers were going down, 
Jason has a thriving show with Mini Net. Props to him. I'm glad that he is. You know, shows are going to ebb and flow. I've grown to know and understand that. It's the older I get. Well, I still had bills to pay, still had the part to rent, still had things to donate to, and I still needed a group to come in and support it. And those audio guys, they just want a place to go and play and listen. This I mean, they're I not out to hurt anybody. This is what I tell everyone. I do audio shows, and literally the only thing you have to do is have a place for them to go. You don't That's have to exactly do right. You they're not hurting them. a soul. You don't have to give them a toilet even, and they will come to your show because it's the only that's the only chance they're going to get to play their stereos. Now, that's I, exactly right. Now, and I, you know, I, I'm I'm a social media guy. Uh, I know Lee's I'm not. not. Um, but I have two friends on Facebook. One is a uh, three. I now have three friends on Facebook. One is Chris Wilson because he knew my password and added it himself. <laughs> one is you because I clicked <laughs> the wrong button and I don't know how to delete you. <laughs> and one is a tech at my vet's office because I was trying to get her attention to send her a message because I couldn't get my dog calf. And uh, that's it. That's my three friends. Oh, that's a good reason. So anyway, I'm not a social media guy, but, but you keep but, talking. But, you know, um, I see a lot of people on there. I guess they were your normal showgoers, and they were complaining about the audio section being disturbing. Now... In my opinion, those guys belong there just as much as anyone else. But did you notice, like, and when it, yeah, did, did you notice, like, a drop in your, your people coming around the time you started having more audio guys? Um, I actually did not pull in and start shooting for audio to come in until there was a year of just steady, continued drop. So, no, I don't act like that at all to the sound industry. I, I again, that kind of falls into. I wasn't giving some people what they wanted, so they quit coming. Yeah, well, there's I, I can't lay it out for the audio scene. Yeah. Well, there's 188 acres there at Cherokee Park. Find somewhere that it didn't bother you. I'm not going to be hurt feelings by it. <laughs> You're not going to hear it all over that park, I assure you. <laughs> Yeah, I, you I, had. I'm gonna jump in. You had one of the most, if not the best, showgrounds ever when the weather was pretty. That's I always, true. I was always, oh, very, absolutely gorgeous. I was always very nervous on rain trips and stuff like that because of the amount of grass versus the amount of pavement. But on a sunny day, especially that time of year, there was no better. And I've been all over the country, as you know. There was no better venue in the entire country, and I and I will put that venue against anyone. I'm gonna be real nosy. I've always wondered this. I've never asked you even in private. How much did it cost to rent that? We were talking with David last night, and I was kind of blown away by what he paid for a 4-H camp, and it opened my eyes a little bit to those numbers. Uh, I have a guess. Would you tell me if I'm high or low? I will gladly tell you high or low, and the reason that I say it that way, my first year was a vastly different from my last year. I imagine it was. And that, that, if, when you watch that, listen to the episode that we did with uh, David last night. Yeah. One of the biggest reasons why he he's not going to listen. Well, if you do, one of the biggest reasons was that he <laughs> more than tripled his price yeah. did. Yeah. Towards the end. My guess. Oh, yeah, absolutely. My, absolutely. My guess, Jeff, is about five <laughs> thousand. Oh, gee, won't, yeah, five thousand. Won't touch it. You're kidding. Really now? No. Oh no. my god! The, the, they they must miss you really bad. Yeah, because what the hell else goes on down there? I, I, I don't know. Ski Is, shooting and disc golf. <laughs> oh, I mean, Jesus. Okay. So, I, I, now, I, wow. Now, I will tell you this too. In fairness to that county, in fairness to the park, they I worked myself a position to with the um, county mayor actually hired me as the county events coordinator for that facility. Sure. For three years until my contract ran up. So, you know, 
there was nothing else going on in that place other than the Fourth of July celebration. So wow. With that, now now again, there's nothing going on but the Fourth of July celebration. <laughs> so I'm going to throw an alternate theory out. I think that what you consider to be kind of the 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 start of the drop in attendance. I think the cops started to get a lot harsher. I heard that. Um, and, you know, I've seen, now personally, I have witnessed uh, local police pull over vehicles and claim they were dragging, and they weren't. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, my dad, the attorney, uh, was with me at the time, and, and the guy in front of us that was supposedly dragging, the police officer busted and wrote a huge fine to. Uh, dad wanted to come, wanted to go to trial because he wanted to come testify because it absolutely did not. No. Did you notice an increase in the negativity of, because, you know, I've been through that to some extent. Did you notice an increase in negativity well, of local police officers or officials? It's the, so that's just it. I always hear stories like this, and I have to call them stories well, that, because that one I, I personally wasn't there. Sure. Right, and I personally, I didn't have eyes on it. Now, when I go to the city council meetings and the county commission meetings, oh, everything was fine. We didn't have any report records. We, you guys really? are great. Keep coming back. Wow. Blah, blah, blah. Well, they were and making then it's money just off like, of them. So. I don't, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, there were a few officers that were higher level that always had my back. And I would always tell them which areas to kind of watch, because I knew where the rowdiness was going to be. Super But, eight. you know, I did it again, and we're going to recap back to an earlier conversation in this interview that I was there to protect people while they were there having fun. I wasn't sure. there to be a jerk. I was there to make sure that they weren't hurting themselves or others. Right. And so, yes. And you have to run a I healthy balance. Call. I mean, I, I understand. You I, can't let I a free-for-all. Sure. Interesting. Very interesting. It's, it's interesting to hear you say so that. So they never told you of anybody doing anything that they got ticketed for? No. And, you know, and again, myself, I would personally go to every hotel every night of the show and check out, hang out in the parking lot. If something was going on, I would try to make sure I was there first before the officers got there so I could talk it down. Sure. But if they were belligerent, get doing burnouts with kids walking around, guess what? I'm going to turn them loose on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm fine with it. I mean, that's, that's fine, you know. And that's kind of another reason that I think that, and this is a great segue into what I really think has happened for the I'm going to interrupt you, now. Jeff. I'm going to interrupt you, segue or not, because at this point, can you just, like, run this show? Can I call in occasionally? Because you're doing a much better <laughs> job than what we well, normally this do. Excellent. This is, you know, this should be literally the LCD podcast with Jeffrey Dillard and random guest Lee and Shay. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> Continue, continue, your, continue your segue. <laughs> but um, this kind of brings up to where the year of the incident. I know it's got to be talked about. I have to face it dead on. I was the cause of that incident. Jeff, Jeffrey, I'm not being a, a... I actually really don't know what you're referring I, to. I don't either. I'm, I really I'm don't. drawing a little blind. Okay. Well, great. Um, you two must be the only ones in the mini truck world that have no idea. I don't <laughs> so, do social was, media. I don't know what his excuse is. I hate humanity. Right. Well... <laughs> well, the truth comes out. We're both kind of sociopaths. Somehow yeah. we're friends. But. Yeah, that's, that's what happens. Well, the year that I had people ran over in the park. Oh, I remember hearing about that. Did I know about this? That was 2000. Let me think. What is it now? 2020? That was 2016. Okay. It was probably up there with our largest year. Yeah, but that I wasn't mean, your let's fault, go was ahead it? And it was. I had a guy that I'm was, lost. was I red line. And a, yeah, I'm going to give you the whole story. Sure. So 
I had a guy that was redlining in an Acura Integra, just sitting there in traffic. Everybody's lining up to get out to go eat. Blah blah oh, yeah. blah. It was the end of the day on Saturday night. And that traffic was I asked him to, simultaneously the worst and the best part of the show. It was amazing to see, but it was so frustrating. Oh yeah. Well, it was bumper to bumper. He's redlining this thing, just tacking it out. And I was just like, hey, can you stop that for me? We got a lot of people walking around and what have you. He's like, yes, sir, no problem. He rolls maybe 60 feet past me and does it again. <laughs> and I was like, hey. At this point, he's rolled up his window. So I knock on his window. I tell him to roll it down. And I look down, and there's a beer between his legs. Oh. Not only did I see that, but I look in the back seat, and there in the car seat is a baby. What the f- God, man. So I pull him over, get on my radio to the officers, because obviously I still have my radio, and I tell him I want him out of here. Sure. And so I'm standing in front of this guy while he's revving at me in front of me. Some of the freak members come over, or ex-freak members at that time. I can't remember if they were or were not in the club, but either way, they were some of my guys that I knew would have my back regardless. They come. They help me stay there and hold them. Well, this woman comes running up. I guess it was her baby that was in the back seat of this thing. And they ended up getting into a tussle over there in the freak camp. And This is the most Jerry Springer BS the, I've ever heard, but okay. Oh, oh, you have no idea. It gets so much better. Wow. And so they're fighting at this point. This guy gets out of the car, runs over there, joins in on the fight. His girl turns in, gets in the seat, and starts chasing me in the park with the car. <laughs> What? Trying to run over me. Oh my oh, God. Wow. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Wow. You, well, you know, never heard the, this hey, everybody hates Jeffrey Dillard. Oh, apparently she really did, man. <laughs> wow, dude. Well, come to find out that the other ones get in their car, they run over one of my security guards' foot, and then run back over his leg. Jesus. And after they knock him down, they go through the woods while this other one that's trying to chase me finds the park ranger and starts chasing after him while he's on foot. In the car? In the cars, these two are both now in cars. One of the other members of the freaks reached in to try to grab the keys out of the ignition and end up slamming his, holding his arm, dragging him up the drive. Oh my God! Out into the main road. So that's the part I heard. Jesus, that's the only part Christ. I heard. I didn't hear none of this other stuff. I, it's none of it's ringing a bell for and me. I, but I, 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 I remember, remember reading online. I was like, well. They were drunk. So how how was this your fault though? I'm yeah, I don't understand. Is your fault I, for stopping somebody in. like that? I stopped in, and it was a Hispanic couple. They were speaking English fine to me a minute ago, and all of a sudden now it's in Spanish, and they don't understand. Yeah, English. yeah, no intende, no intende, right? And so you know, I was trying to be respectful as I could, but that happened, and I saw that kid, and I just lost it, and so. All that was the start of because I was not going to let some jerk drive with a drunk with a kid in the back. You, it is what it is. You were right, man. So, I mean, like, it's not your fault. Anybody on here is listening. Man, it wasn't his fault. Jeff was trying to prevent drunk driving and child abuse. You're such an... Yeah. Man, what a prick. God. Oh. No, man. I, honestly, I, I, I never I, heard that story. That, that's, that's an epic story. It, it, it rings a bell, the dragon, when you said dragon a person, but... Everything leading up to it, I, I had no idea. That's amazing. I, I mean, like, I, why didn't anybody shoot at them? I don't. Does, do people don't have guns in Tennessee? Is that not a thing? So Muzzle, they, the have oh, they have okay. muzzleloaders. They have muzzleloaders on flintlocks. <laughs> Davy Crockett. We're like Davy Crockett over here. Cheers to Berkeley, okay? No. <laughs> awesome. There's another fun UT fact for you. So. There you go. I, I, I just, if I'm out so. seeing somebody like in where we're from, I'm 
I would imagine that everybody would pull out a gun and they, they'd fill that corporal <laughs> lid. <laughs> For the record. Honestly, we, we, it was happening so fast, and all I kept thinking was I saw my guy get run over, literally Jesus. by the vehicle. They ran over his leg and backed up and did it again. Jesus. So he'd stay down. And it's just like, what did I just watch? Man, but they also and, you might I have mean, saved that child's life that night. Yeah, man, you, you, you may have kept somebody from killing somebody. Yeah. You know, taking a life and, that was, you know, not even started to live yet. So, so not only is he a philanthropist, and not only is he a successful business person and show promoter, but he's also an honest to God hero. A real one. That's that's awesome, man. Captain America and a police officer. And a police officer. Yep. Yep. Wow. Wow, man. That's uh, that's just the greatest episode ever. This is fun. (laughs) This is most entertaining thing I've ever listened to. I've already tore up my notes. Tore up all the questions. (laughs) Why do you need them? What the hell? Jeff has really (laughs) threw it all out there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, he got ahead of anything I could have possibly asked. I'm literally sitting here with my hands in the air, going, "Now what? This is." (laughs) Uh, Now I want to ask you this one. I'm I'm an audio guy, and I do my audio shows every year, as you've heard me say. Who? How? How do you think the guys are in audio? Do you think they're more respectful? Be careful, Jeff. It's a trap. Like, are they they more likely to show back up no matter what? I pause because no, no, no. I pause because I don't want to acknowledge the whole atmosphere because of one person. Okay, understood. Well, we we so can steer away. I, from then that. I no, 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 no. I, I totally go to hit it, and I hope he hears it. I so it. I <laughs> also do another show called Run to the Hill. Sure. Well, yeah, and, you know, it, it, as show promoters, you guys know we got to have sponsors to do our shows. Well, absolutely. You, yeah. You rely on these people. You give them a break. You trust them after many years, and they say that they're going to cover you. Just go ahead and do it. He stiffed me, and I ended up paying for Run of the Hills majority out of my pocket. Jesus. On top of what we were already donating for a kid's gift, Christmas gift fundraiser. So I have no problem with it. My wife and I had no problem with it, but as you guys know, and most people know I had medical issues. We won't say what. We won't get into details, blah, blah, blah. But I already had medical bills coming out of my pocket. I did this because kids wanted presents for Christmas from Santa Claus. I'm, I'm I didn't ask for that. more. I don't ask for more debt when somebody tells me they're going to do something and they don't do it. But it was an audio guy. And I do know that he's going to know who exactly who it is when he hears this. So that's um, what I think about that audio person. But the t- rest of them, I love them. They're great. They're supportive. Well, they I come wasn't. back. They're clean. They pick up their mess. If and you tell me off air, I'll make sure it. they hear it. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you know, I know most of the owners of these companies because I've been in it for a very long time. So I'm interested to know off the air on that one too. But I was more referring to your participants of the show. Yeah, no, polite, fantastic. As long as they know what to do when they get there, awesome. they know exactly which one. The first year was a little bit of a struggle because I think they had some conflicting information from the actual audio promoter and myself. Mm. I think there was just a miscommunication on my end. It could have been, don't know, we won't rug up the dirt. But everybody got through it. Everybody came back. Everybody was happy. They pick up their area. They're very polite to my my mother, who stands at the gate. (laughs) I mean, you know, know, how can you not love her? Yeah, she's amazing. You work her, dude. She's amazing. The thing about the audio guys is that you don't have to give them anything. You don't have to offer them free details. Or no. anything at all to bring their vehicle that is all over the internet and has hundreds of thousands of views. You know, it's funny. I kind of yeah. ended this interview thinking I knew how to put on a show, 
and oh, I realized he's blown my mind. I don't have a clue. No, no clue. I never should have called myself a promoter. There's so many things that I did wrong that that's just kind of mind blowing to me. I, I would. I don't. I think I would already commit a murder if I was Jeff. Oh, no question. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, throw me in a mine shaft somewhere. Okay, so well. well I don't claim to know what to do. I know what I learn every year from what not to do. That's, sure. And yeah. I still learn. I still learn stuff every day. Like oh, yeah, social absolutely. media, I used to, when it first came out, I understood the algorithms. I was in college. I knew what to do with it. Now I can't keep up. The other, And I'm going to tell you a funny story because you all were talking about your technical <laughs> abilities. I moved to Nashville by myself about a year before my family, my wife and kids came over. Well, I didn't know anybody here other than some people in the entertainment world. And I'm like, well, I want to meet people. So I'm getting on there, and I'm downloading LinkedIn and D, all this stuff, you know. And I come across this one, and I see an ad for Tinder. And I'm like, huh, I can meet people on Tinder. So I log in. I use Oh, no, no, no. It gets so much better. It gets so much better. So I'm logged in to my Facebook account, who's got my family photo on it, oh with my, my wife and my kids. And so they're just like, are you interested in men and women? And I'm like, both. Both. <laughs> So I'm, oh God, it gets to the point, and I'm like, swipe right for liking, swipe left for whatever, you know? And I'm swiping right on everybody, except for this one guy. He was kind of ugly, and I was like, I don't even want to deal with this. He had some oh, teeth issues, and so I, I just did not even go there. But, you know, my wife called me every night. We FaceTimed. We did all this stuff. And I was staying at my brother's house at the time. And so I get her on there, and I'm like, hey, have you ever heard about Tinder? And she was like, yes. And I was just like, well, I'm on there. And she's like, why? And I was like, well, I'm just trying to meet people. And she was just like, you moron. Do you know what that is? And so I really looked at what it is. I've never had Tinder again after I figured out what it was. Oh, so, oh, how many messages did you get from people is what I really don't know. I got nothing. That's why I was so distraught. I got zero. <laughs> Nobody oh. liked me back. Oh, oh my God. So every... It, so to to tie it all together, everybody really hates Jeffrey. Oh my God! Yeah. I like <laughs> there is absolutely no reason for me to even be on this episode. I, I, I don't think I, we're even needed. We, we should have gave him a mic. We should have just, just wrote him go. in, set the labels, oh. and just stepped out for a while because this has oh, been priceless. You know, I could literally, literally do this all night with you, Jeff. And that's the thing I seen in in Nashville last year when you, when you had lunch with me. Um, man, I enjoyed the hell out of the conversation, and, and an hour flies by, and we're at an hour. And I, we're at an hour. Yeah, oh I'm God. sorry. I didn't. I just we're at an hour, and I and told you, I, I'm I'm blown away. This uh, has been a blast. I'm I'm not going to keep you any longer. W- would you consider? Oh, I want you to. I want you to. If you've got that time, because I haven't even covered half of this stuff. So uh, let me. Re- if you've got just a second, let me get back to the all question that everybody wants to know. So I called Jason Bell last week. Yeah. Let me t- let me tie it back all together here. I- I'm curious I how you him. tie in Tinder and the mini nats, but please be my guest. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> if you want to catch fire, swipe right. No. <laughs> oh my god, I'm dead. Yep. We're I not- hear there's ghosts involved or something. I don't know. <laughs> We're not interviewing anybody else, Shay. This is this, it. This it's it. done. We're, We're done. done. Pinnacle. Yep. Yep. We hit the apex, man. This is great. <laughs> So anyway, Jason, I had a great conversation. He's always been very helpful for us. He's always been supportive of us. You know, I wish I met this dude and was able to help him and do what I could way more than what I ever have. You know, okay. I don't know him. First I, and foremost. I, I, this shows how unconnected I am anymore. I actually don't know him. I met him once in passing. And Shay was like, dude, you know everybody. And, and my time is over. I don't know him. I'm going to have to make it a point at least just introduce myself and just say hello because everything I hear about this cat, he's awesome. 
Or if he came to the H word. Such a stand up dude. Awesome. Um, and you know, he's got wife, kids. I mean, same, similar, very similar story to me. I mean, just family dude. It's a business. It is what it is. And if he can help people, he will. That's the way he looks at stuff. So, um, but anyway, we spoke, we discussed me possibly bringing it back for 2021. Um, I don't want to share any of his business by any means, but sure. he will be doing the October show this year. Yeah. And I think he's going to come back in the end of April next year. Um, don't quote me on it. You know, no. that's for him to decide. Of course. I, you know, for everybody listening, I don't know that 100%. That's for him to do and release. It's okay. There's However, only, there's only eight people, but keep going. <laughs> well, eight and a half, because I listen every now and then. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, if we do decide to bring anything back, I told him and gave him my gentleman's word, it won't be again in April. Okay. So with that being said, um, I'm also looking for a possible new location as some staff changes are happening in Morristown at that facility. So okay. I don't want to say anything else other than that too. Well, so um, does that mean I can't and, ask you if you're wanting to keep it in Morristown? I would love to keep it there. I just think people are ready for it to be somewhere else. And it oh, might no, not even be laid out. It no, might not. just be something. You wouldn't, it were might you, just be something. I mean, Jeffrey, you have a great brand and you don't want to keep the name laid out though. Nobody, uh, nobody likes, nobody likes lay down on Broadway, man. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I've been laid out on Broadway once or twice. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> There's a couple of hockey games and a couple of country bars, but that's besides the point. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, um, I think that everything grows up and everything changes, and I'm old enough and mature enough to realize that that was my path. I've met a lot of great people with laid out. I've obviously remembered them all from year one at showing off at a cause with simple images Absolutely. all the way to present day where I'm talking on the phone with a guy that used to run the eight show. It's 15 years of great memories. It's if I take it possibly, I don't know. We're still deciding. And if I do come back, it would be an honor to have everybody come back and join us again for possibly what could be part two. But again, with my conditions going on, I have to also see what's good for me personally. Of course, Health-wise. absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's that's the big thing about being a promoter. And that is, you know, that's no BSs. That's no nothing. If I do move it, it's going to be a different name, or it, it's not even going to be laid out. It's going to laid out. will go off into the sunset and just be what it was. Uh, understandable. We can have new memories and new friends. <laughs> okay. Okay, I mean that's that's a that's a much better answer than, than I could have hoped for. That's I'm gonna be awesome. honest. <clears throat> Morristown's grown a whole lot, and moving it outside of Morristown into a small town, I, I don't see any problem with it because small towns are usually yeah, nicer. I, to I have a sneaky feeling Jeff is probably not gonna move into a small town. I'm just saying small towns are usually more welcoming to people who bring tourism in. That's true, and th- and that is definitely something to keep in mind, Jeff. Regardless what your plans are, uh, you know. Those small towns do appreciate that kind of contribution, and sometimes you can actually get more out of a small town than you can a large city. Just throwing that out there. You know, I have no information. No, and whatsoever. I absolutely, I fully agree with you because we want to talk about social economic impacts. We priced it out he does on listen. the year of the hot year. <laughs> well, for the year that we did the maximum capacity, which was 15 or 16, I forgot what it was, we farmed it out seven months. 
we multiplied, or we did seven months worth of multipliers and multiplied out the revenue and things like that. We generated about $1.5 million of tax revenue for that city. Yeah. So that, for that, them to appreciate us and jack up the hotel rate so nobody wants to come back. I also think that's a contributing cause, but whether you know it or not i was actually the director of tourism electric county here in kentucky for several years and that is something i remember the multipliers and things like that and i'll be honest with you i'm actually surprised that it was just one and a half i would have thought that you would have more of an impact on it i bet you you had a million dollars without a multiplier that weekend alone just immediately injected into the economy well, so at the time, the lady who's in charge of our tourism now is fantastic. Okay. So at the time was not there, and I was the county event person, so I was doing it the way I was taught in school. I'm probably Mrs. Zero in there. Let's hope. <laughs> so, you know, I had to basically do that on my own. Sure. I wasn't really professionally trained for it, but I did the best I knew how with what information I had. So yeah, that's I'm where sure. that number originated from. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Man... <sighs> Wow. Okay. Wow. So, you know, is there, hell, we have nothing left. Oh, no. I got, I got the, the question we ask every single person, Jeffrey. Now, if you, if you was going to give advice to a new show oh, yeah. promoter, this is a good one for him. Absolutely. If you're going to give advice to a new show promoter, because uh, I hope that if our podcast doesn't do anything at all, that it will cause a show to happen. Inspire somebody. Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> what <laughs> advice would you give them? Their do's and don'ts. Listen to everybody. Think before you speak. Don't wear it and don't harbor it as much as I did. I harbored every negative thing that I saw in the past three years, and I took it to heart, and I honestly think that's what caused me a lot of my stuff. I took it to heart because if somebody was not having fun, I took it personal, even though I was not having fun myself. That's understandable. It really is. I mean, like, sometimes, man, you just can't please people. You know, I, I when I first my first two or three shows, I I tried to make everybody happy, and you just can't do that. Some people just aren't can't make happy. I should have asked this well, a long time ago. Know. I should have asked this question a long time ago. This doesn't even go with the flow of this so far. I should ask this twenty minutes ago. But as my closing question, I am going to ask, what is your best memory? Of all the years that you've done laid out, great question. What is your best memory? Because most people that we have the opportunity to speak to haven't had the experiences that you've had, haven't built something of this epic level. And I don't even like the word epic, but it's it's appropriate for this show. Sure. Looking back from the beginning, from the very first year at the other park until the last year, what is your best memory of laid out? I've actually touched on it once already, but I actually have two. If I can have two. Go ahead. So my favorite thing to do, my my favorite thing to do every year, and you can ask my close-knit group, I love to see the mess that I've created because it shows that I actually learned something in school for what I went to school for. So every time I see that line, getting in or getting out, I'm just like, man, I did this. Hmm. The second is probably going to be really cheesy, and they're going to kill me for even saying it. (laughs) But... The year in, you know, I've talked about the freaks and there's some other separations and things like that. You know, no details or anything like that. But uh, Bobby Wilson and PJ Grooms, they set aside for me one year their differences, shook hands, they talked to each other at my show, and that was the most favorite moment that I think that I had. Is because regardless, they were there for me at that moment. 
eating, it didn't matter all the stupid crap that went on between them or whatever it was. And I still don't know. And I don't need to know. And it's nobody's right to know. But those two guys watching them communicate and just talk and be civil in front of me and just, it, it meant the world to me because I knew that no matter what, they were there because I was able to do something right. You know, it's funny. That's so much more heartfelt than what I was expecting when that ugly guy from Tinder showed up as a scorned lover and, <laughs> and didn't understand why you didn't swap right in here. Jeffrey Dillard, man, to wrap up, I cannot thank you enough for this experience. This has been beyond enlightening. We're going to have to do a second Jeffrey Dillard show for this. Stuff. I mean, yeah. you. I mean, I have so much more that I could go and just go. So you call me anytime. It has been Fabulous. Would you like to continue this at some point? Because really, I'm I'm enthralled, and, and there's so much more layers I want to pull back. And at this point, I'm shocked. You have literally knocked me off my journalistic podium, and and I'm I'm at a loss. I would like to have time to regroup and speak to you again at some point. I absolutely would be more than tickled pink to do it. Jeffrey, man, thank you from me, from Shay, from our fledgling podcast. I think you have done more for us in this episode than you ever will believe and i hope that you get something out of it so thank you from the bottom of my heart well i hope that i get nothing out of it and you guys just ride off into the sunset and i hope that you don't lose rating but before you guys do run off in the sunset in all seriousness i do want to thank people that have been with me since like year one obviously david caldwell never too low ranger uh he has been there and been by my side since that boy's been 12 years old he just turned 30 the other day so Wow, that makes me feel old. I, I remember him coming to shows with his grandfather uh, years ago. So, yeah, that, that one makes me feel old. All right. I'm sorry. Didn't, didn't mean to jump in. And he, and he still has the truck that may or may not come back out. I'm just saying. Well, you know, um, that would be cool. Another huge thanks, and I know this could be another topic for episode two, John Beebe. I would not be anywhere unless John Beebe drug that god-awful trailer down that very first year for that one-day show. <laughs> so he has been by my side. I've had people tell me, you know, go make money on your own shirts, go do this. That's not part of it. I've always had that relationship with John. I respect it. And don't don't get me wrong. I said greed is a nasty thing. I thought about it. I've talked to people about it, and I just can't pull that trigger. So John Beebe, sticking with me from day one, obviously I definitely want to do that and thank him. Um, everybody and anybody that's ever helped me park a car, judge a car, hold something while I went to the restroom real quick, answered my phone for me. I can't thank you guys enough because I wouldn't be sitting here being able to share my experiences without you guys. So um, Bobby Wilson, Krista Wilson, their family, they've helped me for the past, I don't know, eight years. The freaks, I want to thank them. Low Trends for actually getting me started on this. Chris Miles, I cannot ever thank you enough to push me to do it on my own. Uh, he's actually the guy that created and helped start Low Trends. So... I think that's got everybody. If I forgot you, please don't think it was unintentional. It was just something that you get in the moment and you kind of just lose everybody. But uh, worst comes to worst, we have enough again. material. We have enough material for a nobody likes. Or let's see, this one was everybody hates Jeffrey Dillard. We can make the next one. You probably don't hate Jeffrey Dillard as much now, but dot 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 episode. So I think we have enough material for that, and we will be honored to bring you back on, man. I'm glad you got a chance to thank those guys and, and rattle that off off the top of your head. It proves that you don't forget the people that got you started. Yeah, that's a great thing. Absolutely. And I definitely want to thank the uh, one last thank you to the Simple Image, 
uh, member that told me to he would rather push me off a bridge if I was standing in front of him because that was nothing but drive for me for the next years to come. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Dillard from Laid Out the Park fame. Thank you for your time, man. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. So this is the second time that we have attempted to record our thoughts about hey. this this entire Jeffrey Dillard episode. Oh, well, the other one was really good, too. Don't, don't forget to tell everybody that part. It was really good. Well, I was tired, and it was late, and I was grumpy, and I don't think it was that great. So I'm, well, glad, I'm glad we chilled out a couple of days and tried it again. You're always tired because you don't sleep. Well, you know, I believe that sleeping is a construct of the weak mind. Oh, okay. All I've right. always been like that. All right. I was always the last to go to bed at the shows and usually the first person up. Well, you never want to be the first to go to bed at shows, let's just be honest. So, in Pigeon Forge in 1998, Mini Nats, that was the first year I ever drove by myself completely. Mm-hmm. Which is funny, it's one of the reasons I love my dad. I found out years later that they actually come down like two hours behind me. And he was afraid I was going to get arrested. <laughs> they didn't tell me they were down there that weekend. They stayed at a different no, true story. They stayed at a different hotel. And they were down there. Dad's like, he's gonna go down there and he's gonna get arrested. And but anyway, they went down there and followed me down, what I think is just really, really cool. And I never knew they were down there the entire weekend. But he was close just in case I really screwed something so up. You know? Was he watching outside the the door with binoculars? Uh, no. Are you what, sure? What the hell would he do that for? So he can keep an eye on you from afar? Well, he trusted me. Well, yeah, obviously. He came all the way down there because you were going to jail. Well, maybe he didn't trust the people I was with. Eh. Yeah, because I, I hung out with a lot of scumbags back then. So, <laughs> yeah, they kinda, they kinda they're probably to, listening to this right f- now. You call them scumbags. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. Anyway. So we're going to have to, yeah, we're going to have to work in the limit of this. Uh, but anywho, blah, blah, blah. So Pitta Forge, 98, first year I drove myself. 98? Yeah, 98 because I was 17. And I went down there in my slightly lifted sapphire blue Toyota Tacoma with the 15s. Oh. And uh, that's uh, where I got my first and second ticket ever in Pigeon Forge that weekend. Uh, sound ordinance. Oh, nice. One in Gatlinburg, one in Pigeon How Forge. How much rather. is a sound ordinance ticket in Pigeon a Forge? A lot more than I had back then. Oh, I imagine. Um, so it was like $50. No, it was like 249 for one and like Holy 331 shit. for the other. It was. It hurt me. Oh, my God. That is so much money for that. Yeah, it was. A, it was well, they were trying to you know, kind of be Billy Bass and make an example, I guess. I don't know. But it was amazing to hear that type of system back then in downtown Gatlinburg reverberating off the buildings. I earned, <laughs> I earned, I earned that ticket. <laughs> so, anywho, were people dancing as you drove by? No, because it was Romstein. Oh, yeah, there was no people were just like you know That's scorning fair. me. That's fair. They're probably more like. And I'm sure I'm sure to? there was some sort of Baptist quartet convention going on at the same time, and they were all just giving me the evil eye. And, and so, so you're saying you probably wouldn't got a ticket if he was driving through listening to gospel at full volume. <laughs> you just, you just made me pop a capillary in that one. Okay. Um, anyway, so the whole point of this random story about Pigeon Forge is that, speaking of scumbags and being poor and, and just stupid decisions and all that, I'm not sure what even inspired this, but we had 17 people in the room that night in a room in Riverside Towers. Yeah, I don't miss that stuff. Oh, I don't either Dude, that at all, all, That man. stuff's awful. I slept in the bathtub. I took the comforter off one of the beds. You slept in the good plot spot yeah, then. Well, you know, it was, well, a couple of, again, scumbags, just trash that I was yeah. with uh, that weekend. You know, I, and I've never been into pot or anything like that, but a couple of the boys decided to go up to the room early and smoke a little dope, 
And they lock themselves into half of the suite. And there's only like three or four of them. So like all the other guys. And it was all guys. There was no girls or anything. It was just <clears> dudes. Uh, were in like one half of the room. I think we didn't even know like three of them. Hell, I don't know. You know how it was back then. Oh, yeah. And I totally grabbed a comforter and slept in the bathroom, which I'm sure sucked for everybody because it was the only bathroom. But, you know, thing in, I was, a, I was the last one to bed, and I was the first one up, and I hit my shower and got out on the strip before pretty much anybody. Awesome story that year. And it's one of the things literally proven that I was out either later or earlier than anybody. Yeah. At that time in my life, I had never met Shannon Bullis. I had never met Andy Serginis. Do you know who Andy Serginis is? I don't. Andy, cool guy. Uh, I think he's in Canberra now. Don't hold me to it, but he's an old school mini trucker. He was the first person to ever have a body dropped, extended cab, long bed, 89 to 95. Toyota. That's a lot of truck. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a rad truck, too. And Jody Hall. The Jody Hall. Oh, really? And with the Ranger with the Snug on it, the one mm-hmm. that ended up in Maryland. Yeah. All those three guys were at a gas station at a car wash directly across from Riverside Towers where we stayed. I was eight, I was 17 years old, didn't know any of them. I had no right to talk to them. I was in a almost bone stock Tacoma. You know, I didn't belong there, but I was, I was loving it. I went over to that gas station slash car wash, and I just hung out creepily at the corner of the car wash listening, man. And, and it was so cool. I listened to Shannon, and I got a picture of those three trucks together at really? that car wash. Yeah. Uh, I don't think if you I can show me that picture. If can I can find it? it before we post it, I'll throw it up as one of the revolving images on YouTube or something. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. But it's a it's a Andy Serginis' Toyota. It wasn't bodied then, I don't think. Uh, the Ranger, the the tandem Ranger, mm. and uh, Jody's a, a bodied Ranger with a snug square body. Well, mm. anyway, I just sit there for forty five minutes listening to those guys because at least one or two of them had just gotten town. You know, 6 o'clock in the morning, something like that, 6.30. Just some just barely God, coming up. so early. It was so it was humid. So I mean, you could just feel the humidity in the air because Pigeon Forge, many Nats was famous for that. Just the humidity was so thick. And I stood there at the gas station and listened to those guys. And, man, the story just, it was so rad. Listening to those three legends, I didn't know they were legends then. I just knew it was three badass trucks, you know. I didn't know those guys would be just somebody three people that i would look up to and, and manage to learn over the years and stuff like that and of course i know shannon better than anybody but andy serginis and i went to a lawnmower demolition derby once on pure accident it's a long story we'll save it for another wow. episode that, i think that's in, a thing in fact i need to get up with andy andy that's be, a, andy be a, a fun one interview actually that's a thing it's a thing I, I, oh god I'm, my ADD is kicking in it's like inception i get so many layers <laughs> of attention deficit here i, I lose myself the andy to wrap the andy serginis thing up real quick it was on BTR, I think, back in the BTR days. I went to a show in Jeffersonville, Kentucky, which is a little blip in the road between Mount Sterling and Stanton. I yeah, I know where Jeffersonville is. Well, uh, an older gentleman out there named David Chastains, I believe that's his name, Chastains, Chastain, uh, older guy, has a 56 Crown Vic, a really pretty car, peach color, if I remember right. He puts on a very large show out there every year, still does. Uh, he was an older man then. I don't know how old he is now, but he still puts his show on. Good size show, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to go out to the show today. I think I had Whitey back then. I think I was driving Whitey, but it could have been the pink truck. I don't know. Regardless, I was in something bag. And I showed up at a show with no other bag trucks, and then Andy Shaginis pulls up, and he's like, hey, I seen your post. I thought I'd come out and check it out. You know, cool. And we're both sitting there, the only bagged vehicles in the whole grounds. And Was everybody giving you the scorn look? Oh, man, you know. Hiding their crybaby dolls, <laughs> you know, trying to try to make sure we didn't steal their dash plaques. Did they walk over and ask you how much of your truck was original? 
No, but I guarantee you that day I heard the, hey, Bubby, how you haw hey in that thing? Yuck, yuck, yuck. Yeah, it's, 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 it's depressing. Did he walk up and say, is now, that gr- truck sitting on its tars? Now, granted, even though I'm not an old car person, that was a really good show. A couple hundred vehicles, good quality. And, Jeffersonville? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. legit. And, and wow. the dude that puts it on a super nice old guy. A uh, wow. really nice guy. But anyway, I know Joey Brewer's pretty good friends with him, if I'm not mistaken. That's kind of where I knew who he was. Um, but anywho, blah, 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 blah. Um, what the hell? Were we? God, I'm so many layers deep in this. Jeffersonville first. So Andy pulls up, and like in three minutes, we're bored. Or it's like, now what? You know? Yeah. And we notice like these just skitter jiggies. What's a skitter jiggy? Well, wanted to find that for everybody out there that's not a hillbilly. A skitter jiggy is a hybrid. A uh, hybrid. Hi- no, a hybrid. Just a, a holler dwelling hybrid. <laughs> Have you never heard the statement? <laughs> Work with me here, Shaq. Breathe. <laughs> So you cracked up at hybrid, but not not skitter jiggies. This is the idea of what a hybrid is. Well, okay, come on, hybrids. God, how do I even begin? State police use hybrids to describe just trash. That's a KSP term, okay? Oh I've God. learned that. From, is that really? A yeah, KSP? legit. Uh, mention that to Tony sometime. That's a that's I learned that from David Combs, my, the guy I've got the car tattooed oh on. Oh my God! Uh, on my leg. A, a hybrid. I, I learned it from David Combs years ago, and every trooper I've ever known. Now that wasn't in Dad's generation. That was kind of a new one in him, but now he uses it too. <laughs> but anyway, a hybrid is just trash, just uh, straight trash. Okay, so you you understand where we're coming from here. Okay. So so the, all these hybrids were all of a sudden in this field next to us, and they're roping it off. And I'm like, what in the hell are they doing? Like with police tape and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like a '73 F100 pulls up, just rusty as hell. You could throw a cat through the bed with this homemade <laughs> trailer on it, with like you know. Murray Lawn Boy with a, a a flapper stack sticking out the side like a Vance and Hines pipe. And like we were like, what in the hell is this? And like go-kart roll bars welded all around it. And they just start pouring in. And all of a sudden it looks like a lawnmower flea market. There's riding lawnmowers everywhere. Okay, imagine Mad Max Fury Road. Except that Max was made of aggressively targeted grass and every Murray Lawn Boy in attendance ran in a mixture of nitrous cocaine, PBR, and regret. Oh my, God. You know, my question is, did they have the decks on them? Did they like go at each other full? No, they full, did not. Full they, blade? they did not have the decks on them. They did uh, not have the decks. But at least one had a guy strapped to the front playing a banjo and a mask. This is something I wish there was a picture of so bad. Well, obviously that part is a joke. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> but fantastic, Andy. But anyway, that being said, so all of a sudden, there's like just immediately all these skitter jiggies are just running around. In like worn out dicky like work uniforms with like no shirts on underneath them and shit and like uh, overalls and stuff and like pouring ether you know straight to the carburetors of these things and and it's like this symphony of just pissed off meth-addled bumblebees all of a sudden and then they just like line up and we're like what in the hell is this and some dude looks at us like we're stupid and he's like well Bubby. it's it's the lawnmower demolition derby that's part of Jeffersonville don't y'all know what you doing. And we're just staring at each other. We're both like, yeah, we think so. Wow. And we're like one of like eight people in the stands. And I use that term loosely because it's like homemade bleachers. And just these these just mouth-breathing hybrids just start bouncing off of each other like electrons. Oh, my God, I'd love to see this. I it still goes on. Man, there was like $17 of damage by the time the night was over. 
It was the scuzziest, most wonderful thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, my God. That is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in my it life. It wasn't part of the car show. It was just a, just a random bullshit thing that happened. Well, anyway, so that's Andy Stragunas. Andy's a cool guy. And that's that whole thing about the Demolition Derby is, is to loop that in. So I'm backing up here. There should be a club named Skitter G's. Oh, we didn't run the club generator. Mm, we'll, we'll, we'll do the next one. Okay. We're, we're going to try to wrap this up quick because it's been a super long episode. The next one, we'll run the club generator. Okay. So, blah, 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 blah. Um, damn, I'm, my ADD is really hitting me hard What tonight. was you talking about before all this? Mini Nats, 98, me standing around at the car wash while uh, Jody Hall, Andy Serginis, and Shannon Bullis were washing their well, I just, well, Rangers and Toyota. Yeah. And I just absorbed everything they said. I had no right to talk to them, and I was scared to death, too. You know, obviously, looking at these trucks, I didn't know these guys then. But they were obviously legends. I mean, this is top tier. You know, yeah. Jody Hall's Ranger in his prime. Um, you know, Andy's Toyota. Uh, Shannon Bullis's Ranger when it drove under its own power. I mean, these things were just unlike anything I'd ever seen. And these guys who, you know, a little bit older than me, were just sitting there talking about, you know, hey, guys, I ain't seen you in a while. Telling road stories, how hard it was to get here. Just all this stuff. Man, I'm just like hanging on every word. This is the coolest thing ever to me. And... I don't know. I felt like that night I was putting forth effort into kind of earning my right to be a part. I didn't talk to those mm-hmm. guys. I didn't get in their way. But many years later, I look at kids that buy a pair of Dickies and a drop and wear shirt and a flat built hat, and all of a sudden they're mini truckers. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, it was, well, back in the day, a few years ago, it was the modified crowd. You know, I bought a truck on modified, and it comes with a mini trucker starter kit. You know, I've got a big <laughs> belt buckle, a pair of vans, some black socks, a dicky shorts, flat build hat, and a drop and wear shirt, whatever the flavor of the month is. And by God, you better respect me. And okay, cool. But I always looked at those groups and I thought. Was that during the drop and destroy time? Yeah, kind of, kind of. And and then. The and drop of course, and destroy time was, it was a different time. You had the drag and destroy type, and then you had the. We just bought a former cover truck, but we deserve every ounce of respect that the builder deserved. Oh, yeah. You know, that crowd. You still get that. That, that. that didn't go away. That's still a real thing. I love to see somebody buy a former big three cover truck or feature truck and then think that automatically they deserve to be in whatever that big three of the club was. Yeah. And, it, dude, you know, it ain't all the truck. Anyway, again, a story for another day. Yeah. yeah. In fact, that's something we will mention when – our good buddy from in Northern Kentucky uh, comes on the club panel show that we will discuss at another uh-huh. date. Anyway, back to Pigeon Forge. So I felt that weekend that just by listening to those guys, I didn't earn my stripes just from listening to a conversation, but I felt that I was on the right path and it had my mind churning and it gave me somebody to look up to, even though I didn't even know those guys yet. It gave me somebody to look up to as far as this is the kind of cool <laughs> stuff that I want to be a part of. You know, I want to be a part of this one day. So did you go down there with thoughts of the stereo crowd, or did you go thoughts of just mini trucks? What was your purpose down there originally? I was a 17-year-old boy with a decent truck. What do you think I went down there for? Go balls deep. Well, chicken noise. Anyway, (laughs) let's just say I went down there to be seen and heard. How about that? Okay. Yeah, okay. Balls deep. (laughs) Anyway. Man. I have no idea why people listen to us. <laughs> no, it's, it's embarrassing. Does, does, does it make it any less true, though? Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so you went down there to go balls deep or whatever you want to call it. Wow, I don't know. Did you just hit the mic stand again? I, I did. I did. God, that's a... 
No, I went down there just to experience everything, everything that I possibly could. And mm. um, so, it, I don't know, it was just a culture what, thing for was me. Was this the turning point for you? The turning point for me, you know, when I was a little boy, and I think I already showed you this picture, my dad had a Chevy Love. Yeah. And he used to tinker yeah. in that truck, and he would, and we didn't have any money back then. It's when he was in school. Um, he would go at night and just draw that truck. Like, and he always wanted to put a mid-engine with an Oldsmobile Tornado transaxle in it. That's what he wanted to do to that truck. Kind of a mild pro street lowered look. And I remember being a little boy, four or five, and drawing that truck too, trying to emulate my daddy, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, my drawings suck. <clears throat> but I remember sitting around drawing that truck and, and thinking, you know, I would love to do this one day. Well, then that got me into reading trucking and mini trucking magazine. I started reading trucking first. Uh, it was more readily available back then, obviously, because when I was five, mini trucking wasn't even out yet. Um, I think, what, 87, 88, 88 was the first year of mini trucking. I've got the number oh, I was going to say, like, 1990. No, uh, 1990, they were already up to four episodes a year. Four, six? Anyway, mm. I think 89 was four. 90 was a weird year. I think that's the year they started out to do four, then added a couple or something. Anyway, uh, blah, 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 blah. But I started reading trucking, and then later on, Dad and I uh, went to the Mini Nats on accident. We showed up there when I was probably 13 or 14 years old. Uh, so it would have been 93, 94, 95, somewhere in that range. Just happened to show up in Pigeon Forge for a vacation for that weekend. Okay. And uh, um, we were down there, and just it was the Mini Nats. And I was looking around like, oh, my God. And I remember seeing Hurricane. Remember the big lifted <laughs> yeah, Toyota, big lift Keith, film, Keith, yeah. uh, Keith Compton? Yeah. And I, I can remember, always remember the picture of that uh, bodied car truck that's parked under it oh, there's been a few at, over the years at, well, at the h word because that's the first time i've seen her. the one that little jack had that yes. uh floyd ended up getting the toyota yeah, that's the same the same one but had flames on the side of it and uh the black toyota that we called darky that was uh, jw house toyota i don't know if it I've was seen, parked under I, I know that i've seen uh, what's his face is under the extended cab right right babe the body drop <clears throat> nissan was under it the stripper pole truck i did see that truck under yeah, it too yeah so anyway, um, I remember going down there and seeing Keith Compton and Hurricane. He was just in like 39s back then. And while that was not... changed. Uh, yeah, yeah. 54s, <laughs> I think, was the last... 54s or 56s, whatever his, his monster truck tires were. Um, that being said, that was the first incarnation of it I'd ever seen. And while that wasn't airbagged or juiced or whatever would have been more prevalent back then or just hammered, it was amazing the length that somebody took a truck to. Mm. And at that point, I'm like, I'm going to do this one day. Mm. I and I even that. remember telling mom and dad that when I get my license, I'm going to drive down here myself. Hmm. And uh, I was so I'm funny. sure the look on your dad's face was like, of horror? No, actually, probably it was your mom's. Was <laughs> your dad was probably like, huh. huh. Well, I don't know, but dad always enjoyed going to the shows with me, too. So, you know, dad has logged more miles behind the wheel with your me than anyone. dad needs a Chevy Love now. Now you want me to find Dude, him a Chevy Love. I tell you what, I would trade every truck I have to get a nice Chevy Love for him. Mm. Not that he has time to work on them. <clears throat> oh, no, but... But anyway. But the own one yeah. in general. My dad had a Chevy Love. That was the first Did truck. Really? That was the first truck I ever was around my entire life. And uh, it blew up, so my dad bored it out and all this stuff. He used it to haul everything. No kidding. It's covered in coal dust. I, I still remember that truck is red, just like that one in the picture. Mom and dad's was red. Yeah, it was just yeah. like that. And then mom identical. made him sell it to one of her brothers because <clears throat> they didn't have a vehicle at the time and they uh, needed one. They needed, I'm, a, I'm sure that it's destroyed now. Oh, it was long because yeah, it didn't end up with my white trash grandfather's hands. Yeah. And uh, he was a piece of shit. <laughs> Well, that's the truth. Yeah, Hell, he's, you know, you know. he's dead and he's my grandfather. I can say that. <laughs> you could, well, you know, that is your grounds to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I make no bones about my feelings about people. Why, 
why say something privately when you can say it in public? And on the internet. And on the internet for, <laughs> for forever. Forever. <laughs> Jeffrey Dillard. I don't know why people hate him. I've not figured it out yet. Everybody hates Jeffrey Dillard. I don't know why, though. I mean, like, he, he's a pretty cool guy. Because he didn't swipe right on that poor dude in Nashville. <laughs> the poor guy that he said was ugly. I thought he said he swiped on everyone. Oh, that was the one he didn't. Okay. Kind of a move, wasn't it? It really was. We man. need to find that guy. Yeah. Because, you like, know, it's like, hey, we're going to introduce you to our buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you're okay. The, you're the only one he ever said no to. <laughs> oh, God. It's a hell of a line. Uh, um. You know, it, it was very interesting to spend a few minutes, more than a few minutes, with Jeff. What do you think about someone getting chased by a car? I mean, what do you think about the whole situation in general? Which, which, at this point, I don't even remember what we're talking about. Whenever those people got because the guy full was dis- drunk. Full disclosure: this is what a week after his interview. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. What is today? Tuesday? Yeah. Wednesday? Mm-hmm. I have no idea what day it is. I, I don't remember what day we recorded at this point. Sunday. Was it? A, oh, God, was it? Was it Sunday? really? Was it a Sunday? No, it was a Monday. No. Yes, it wasn't. So we ran into a problem Sunday. <clears throat> then we did. I thought we we recorded Jeff like on a Tuesday. Is what are we even doing? Is this still the podcast thing? Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyways, right, anyways. Cool. <clears throat> at one point, someone got ran over at laid out the park. He was telling us the story about yes. how he tried to stop him yes. and all that. You know, I think Jeff did the right thing. I do. But what do you think about somebody literally getting their car and chasing around people? <sighs> I mean, I, again, when the H word episode comes, I'll tell you the school bus story. Well, the school bus story. <laughs> the school <Yeah>. bus story. <clears throat> oh God. No, I mean people. That's why we don't have nice things. It's true. It's true. Some people can't. You know, camp and drag at one point had a Jesus problem. Jesus Christ! With, I was there that year. Yeah, they they had all kinds of problems. All sorts of corn fed country boys come <laughs> in and started kicking up mud and their their lifted you know twelve mm-hmm. valves and. I know at one point you know that goes with the whole. What we talked about before is you turn around certain to turn away certain vehicles, and if you want to keep a show a certain genre, that's you should just do that. At first, when the whole application thing come out, I didn't really dig it at all. Good but reason it, for it, though. Well, I tell you what, it's kind of grown on me because how do you keep out the skitter jiggies and the hybrids? <laughs> Got a point there. I mean, that's, that's okay. True. I mean, fair, fair enough then, and. I don't know, man. There's going to be a learning curve with shows from going out and out, I think, as far as refining the crowds. Well, and applic- you, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these shows with limited space do an application process. Well, I can't really blame them because, I'll be honest with you, I if I want to go to a show and I want to go to a mini truck show, I want to see mini trucks. Right. If I'll go to a classic show, I want to see classics, which I just don't want to go to one of those. Fair anyways. enough. Uh, but... I don't want to go to a show and see the same thing over and over either. And, right. And I don't want to go and see... What was somebody else's treasure that I call junk? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got you. I mean, I'm fine with, I like stock vehicles, and I like just, you know, drops. But I go to see things that are a little more out there. If I, I see both sides of the argument. I think you and I are a little bit different on that, because my favorite class at the H Word was the street class. And that's because the longer this goes on, we're going to have less and less mid-sized trucks that exist. Yeah, well, the fact that you said mid-size and not mini is very telling. Yeah. And that, you know, we've already transitioned. The mini trucks are becoming classics. Yes. And and what is going to be a bag truck in the future is going to be a full-size because that's all that's going to be made. I think new. part of the scene was brought on because of the cheap availability of small trucks. Oh, you yeah. know, when I was Easy. in my early 20s, anybody could afford an S10. I mean, a brand-new S10. kind of true was, today. 
Yeah, but you can't find one in any decent shape anymore. That's true. And the, the you know in eastern Kentucky. Oh, around here. No, no. Everything they, rusts around here. Where they put salt and fire and brimstone on the roads in the winter. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, everything's <laughs> rusted. Up north, everything rusts. And, and we don't really have wind. Uh, okay. To, to because we need windmills? Well, because uh, humidity will stick to vehicles and wind keeps it dry. Oh, okay. Fair enough yeah. then. I'll give you that. Yeah. And then on the other end of the spectrum, the road conditions are so bad and oh, we yeah. don't have a, a lot of nice car washes. Well, it's not easy, to, like yes. in a city. When I lived in Johnson City, Tennessee, when I went to college down there, I washed my truck every day because there was a quarter car wash. And quarter? it stayed Quarter. Yeah, one minute wow. for a quarter. It'd be $5 and here. It was a Mike's car wash on Highway 11W. I don't know how the hell I remember that. That's um, random. It is random. But then random. again... So people, things just stick with you. People probably listen to us because we're random. Yeah, that's probably it. And we've managed to get one or two really, really good interviews already. Yeah, that's actually we got three. three and and three. if they're listening to this, they now well technically four if you count Doctor Byron. Ah, uh, yeah, I count Doctor Byron. And we probably need to bring him back on at some point to kind of give a a little bit of an update on this whole curve flattening thing. Yeah, the bullshit that's and, going and, on. Yeah, and then, yeah, we'll talk about the that another day. I'm not in the mood to put up with that. Oh, I'm not either. Uh, but anyways, final uh, thoughts on Jeff. Final thoughts on, on what we learned today? Why do people hate him? That's one thing I don't understand. Why do people hate him? I don't he's know. a nice dude. He, he's he a threw nice a big dude. show that was very important. If, even if he didn't donate that money, if he didn't, which he you did. You think there's some jealousy? It probably is. I'm not going to lie. I was jealous. Uh, as a show promoter, I was jealous. Well, he uh, had one of the biggest shows. He had one of the biggest shows. And, and I'm not a jealous person, but I was very jealous. Not that I wanted him to lose his success, but I sure would like to have had a piece of it. Yeah, well, you know, that's, that's fair. I mean, everybody that promotes a show wants it to be big. Right. Uh, but, you know, without big shows like that, the scene will slowly die its way off. Especially here. It, absolutely. And that's and this, this region's here. my focus. Uh, Jesus. That's why, really don't. that's why Jeff needs to keep it in the mountains. Yeah, Jeff, if you're listening to this, and I know that you have... Actually, no, he probably turned it off after he his part was over. Oh, I'm sure so, he did. Yeah. At the end of it, we need to put, stay tuned for some more outtakes on Jeffrey Dillard <laughs> to get him to listen to the end of it. <laughs> Knowing all sincerity, if Jeff is still listening to this, keep in the mountains, man. Yeah, small yeah, towns too. You know, I'm not going to talk. I'm not saying anything about your plans. You have built a legacy here that people in the mountains appreciate. If you move to a bigger city, they will not appreciate you half as much. No. I mean, the thing about the small towns will give you anything you want anyways. Uh, they're also know, more and it doesn't happy have to be, for us to come around and cause true. ruckuses. And it doesn't have to be Morristown. No, it doesn't be Morristown. Move it 30 minutes up the road. Go to, hell, I don't know, what's the, Rogersville. Go to wherever. Go to another small town in Tennessee. You know, something that I'm sure he has the ties around there. But keep it in the mountains. And they'd be happy to have you. They'd give you more stuff. Some of my best memories are tra- uh, traveling down 11W or uh, 81 and seeing those Morristown signs come up, you know, and getting close to it. I can I can only imagine having to take a, a truck and trailer through like a place like Lexington, and it's not even a really big town, big city. Yeah. Could you imagine big city? Well, I mean, to do I, that? I, you've done it, haven't you? I have done it. And it wasn't fun? It was not fun. It was awful, wasn't it? It was pretty terrible. Oh, I imagine it was. Could you imagine driving? Do, you've, have you drove your... Uh, your back truck through Middletown? Through cities. Oh, yeah. And and do the cops seem to like you to be there? <sighs> God, it's been so long at this point, it seems like, since I drove through a big city, because I'm not a big city fan. No, I don't I don't even like going to shows in big cities. You know, I've not been to, to Slamology in a lifetime, in one, 10 years. One key word for me. I slept with Casey Harden there. 
That's beautiful. Not like, you know, that kind of sleeping uh, with. But we shared a bed and a moment. (laughs) And you cuddled. Well, no, I don't think so. You was asleep. How would you know? No, but there was a time that I think somebody took a picture of Sketch and I cuddling at a hotel in Middlesbrough, Kentucky. (laughs) That was another one of those times there was 20 people in the room and and he was drunk and I was lonely. (laughs) Anyway. I don't miss those days. I don't miss those days either uh, at all. Back to what I was saying, you know, I drove to the middle of uh, Lexington. With my truck, yeah. and uh, I felt that I was going to get like a million tickets while driving through. Gotcha. Just with a sticker in the back window. I don't even have to do anything. Just well, it is kind of an attention grabber. It is. The I will be heard sticker. Yeah, that's yeah. usually a dead giveaway, but I can only imagine. It might as well say, look at me, look at me, look at me, steal my equipment. Yeah. Well, that kind of happens at Slamology anyways. Like during Ouch. that time of the year, I, I, I think that it's one group that's actually doing that. And they come around at that time. They know where everybody stays, and they rob them. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Okay, Jeff. Right. If you're listening to this, just remember. Keep it in the mountains, keep man. Keep it in the mountains, man. Yeah, absolutely. Keep we, it in the mountains. We appreciate everything you've done for the mini truck scene in this region. Uh, we and, miss it. And everybody that claims they hate you, just keep in mind that they will come to your show because you will have one of the bigger shows. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. And they should come to your show. Every hater there will be there. Oh, absolutely. With bells on. Oh, they will. And they'll, tell you and they'll talk about how bad they hate it. Oh, and, absolutely. Oh, yeah, we're just coming because it's stupid. Yeah, oh, that's the reason why you're coming here. Yeah. No, yeah you, you totally wasted your whole weekend at something stupid on purpose. I always love seeing people that ran their mouth about the H word show up. Really? It was, oh, I loved it. It was so funny to me. He's like, yeah, this show sucks. And then they're there. Really? Yeah, we're just here as a goof. There's a goof. Yeah. Morons. Wow. That's so, a big goof to travel in the middle of Wattsburg. I mean, you... <laughs> yeah, we're just coming here because it's, it's sarcastically funny. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's so much stuff to do in Wattsburg. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> anyway. But no, that was, that was a very enlightening experience. I'm glad we got a chance to talk to him. And oh, I, I think he set the bar for interviews from now on out. So I'm curious to see who the next one... And let's go ahead. Let's talk about that. I think after this episode, we will probably do a little bit of a bumper episode because... We can't be interviews every time, and I think you and I need a little bit of a chance to discuss some things. And oh, yeah. we want to talk about some of our upcoming plans. I'm not going to say it yet, but we got some pretty innovative things. Oh, yeah. That, so we got some cool stuff coming up. We got some very cool stuff coming up that we're genuinely excited about it. And, and for us to get excited about it is, well, I mean, I get excited about anything. I like shiny things. <laughs> Me too. But uh, you love cults. I so, do love cults. Uh, we but we have a bumper episode coming up after this, and that'll just be me and you talking a little bit, which will be the least listened to episode of all. Probably well, that's fine because we're going to make a lot more animal noises, and we're going to play the club generator. We might say some more horrible stuff, and I, we may do a bowl of things that Shay hates oh, to pick from. You know, this is going to be a very big bowl. It'll be it'll be a big bowl. <laughs> it's yeah, be a very big bowl. Um, and then the episode after that will be the first episode in our Legends series. So the Legend series is going to be a little bit of a departure of what we've been doing so far. We're going to pick somebody that is a, and I like to say legend, that may not be the right word, but somebody that has been super impactful in one way, shape, form, or fashion to our development as mini truckers. If you will, mini trucker influencers. I like that so much better. In fact, I'm going to change the name. What? No, no more no more Legend series. It's mini trucking influencer series. Oh, I love that. Uh, are we mini trucker influencers at this point now? No, <laughs> we're just two. We're just two. We're just two assholes with microphones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the uh, no, I like that a lot. The mini trucking influ- mini trucking or mini trucker. I don't uh, know. That parts of you, man. Influencer series. Now that's hard to say. Influencer. Influencer. You know series. that's a job nowadays, like a legit job, like a forty-hour week job, being an influencer. Wow. For companies. 
Wow. Yeah, wow. weird, right? So the first in our, I don't know, Legends or Influencers series yeah. is Clint Perkins. Clint Perkins is a legend in the lowrider community, and he is most definitely an influencer in the mini trucking community. And an all-around pretty badass guy with a bunch of birds. I cannot wait to hear one of his stories. Yeah. No, his stories are going to be awesome. I've heard a lot of his. And let me let me describe what this whole thing is going to be. It is a departure of what we've done already. It is not interviewing show promoters. We're literally just going to be a virtual sitting around on the tailgate talking to somebody that has been very influential. Yes. To either us or the mini truck scene as a whole. And he's going to tell us all kinds of awesome stories. And whomever that guest is, it could be he or she. Because, uh, I, it could. because I have a lady in mind as well. Do you? Yeah, I do. I do. We'll talk about that in another episode. Huh. But he or she can tell us some awesome stories. And we're just going to converse back and forth. We're going to flesh some of these stories out. Maybe get a few that have never been said before. I think flesh is going to be a lot of this. Uh, well, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe, and no, no, uh, no, no, no. I think it's going to be a lot of fun because it's going to be a chance to pick the brain of somebody that is much more accomplished than you or I. Oh, absolutely. And and it's rare that we get that opportunity, and I think that's rad, and I'm really excited about it. So the first one is going to be Clint Perkins. We're going to try and record with him maybe this weekend if we can get our schedules lined up. Oh, that'd be great. If the Jeff episode, if you're listening to it right now, it's probably the 15th or the 16th, uh, middle week, and we're going to get it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It's the 14th right now. We're, we're kicking out. Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay. Uh, but hopefully when we get Clint's episode out next week, I have a feeling that we'll probably have to divide it because yeah. if he is as fun as I think it's going to be, it's going to be it's going to be a two parter. Oh, absolutely two parter. And, and that's something we'll continue to do. You know, if the response to that is good, and I don't think the listeners realize you guys influence us. These private messages we're getting, these uh, DMs and stuff like that that say, "Hey, I like this. I didn't like this. That's rad." Text us. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. If you want me to shut up and let Shay talk more, that's fine. <laughs> if if you want us both to find new host and just let us do the production, I mean that's cool too. We're not that good at production either. We're, we're not that good a host. <laughs> so I mean, like they're not really getting much out of us. We've, we've not exactly found our niche yet. Let's <laughs> no. put it that way. Um, but we're funny. We're, we're something. We, we stumble into a lot of funny. We stumble into a lot of funny. Yes. That describes my first and fourth Mini Nats experience. Oh, can't wait to hear that story. No. <laughs> so, uh, I don't think the statute of limitations is out on at least one of those. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, um, about five years. Oh, God almighty. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? Um, it's time to go. The, yeah, it's time to go. It's, it's, it's time, time to go. go. Let's it's wrap absolutely. it up. Again, guys, if you're listening to this, let us know what you think. It don't matter. You don't have to make a long post somewhere. Shoot us a message. Show you a message. He's friendlier than I am. Uh, shoot me a message. I'll probably get back to you as well. Eventually. Eventually. Uh, if I can figure out how to work the, the face space and the my book stuff <laughs> and the ICQ. Uh, uh, I and the, yeah. Uh-oh. Um, shoot us a message. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. This is how we know what kind of content to continue to provide. If you like the concept of the Legend series, cool. If you like us doing show promoters, because, you know, Shay loved doing Jeffrey Dillard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, swap right. Jeff, Jeff loved it, too. Yeah. Um, if you like that kind of stuff, please let us know because we don't want to give you something that doesn't help you. It doesn't influence oh, you. Oh, big words. Yeah, influence. It, anyway, so just keep in mind that you all, even if you don't like this show, you should like and subscribe to us on YouTube. And Because we're needy? Uh, yes, absolutely. No other reason. Uh, you should also... I'm it, kind of blown away at the work? growth already, dude, in all sincerity. How, how does it work on Spotify? 
the Spotify? Yeah. Uh, you download the Spotify app, you search for LCD Podcast. No, I know that part. Do they like and subscribe at that point? Yeah, you subscribe on that. I think too. you subscribe, yeah. and I actually do have analytics. I can see how many people have subscribed. Uh, thanks to going through Anchor, I can see what platform that people listen to the most. Which one is that? Spotify by far. Okay. Well, that's Apple, probably me. Apple is second. Really? Spotify by far, mm-hmm. Apple second, Google's third. And then there's just a little random mix of stuff. And, and we seem to have a healthy YouTube channel, too, uh, all things considered. We've not hit that elusive 100 likes yet, but we're way over that in Facebook. So, you so know, that's cool. all you people listening to this show, you need to go subscribe on YouTube if you ever want us to do anything live. Yeah, it, it, that's one thing is I don't really dig the idea of doing Facebook live. I think if I we're going to do something live, we'll do it on YouTube so we can use our equipment. It's um, absolutely going to happen only on YouTube, so yeah. you all need to go do that. But I I'm, I'm really don't want to do anything until we get to that 100 mark. I think that's a good benchmark. It is. And we will do something live as soon as we get it. So if you've checked us out on YouTube, just search for LCD Podcast. We are the one with the microphone and the saw blade, not the one with the really sad-looking dude uh, reviewing technology. <laughs> That's the other LCD podcast from like four years ago. Is I don't. Really? Yeah, it really is. It's oh, really sad. Oh, well. He's like in a sad hoodie, and he's looking for friends. It reminds me of that guy on YouTube that he tries to fix things, and it keeps blowing up on him. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no, he I likes don't. To, oh, remind me to show you that after the show. Okay, cool. Please like, share, and subscribe on Facebook. The social media helps us out a ton. We just started an official Instagram channel. It's the at sign LCD podcast. So we are at LCD podcast on Facebook and Instagram. I thought somebody actually took it, but it looks like it's ours. Or I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Both are equally possible. I never know. So if you get a random like from the at LCD podcast, I just went through my list of friends from my other gig page (laughs) and tried to like everybody. I like so many people that... Instagram sent me a message pretty much that said, you're spam, just quit. And I had to go through a little process to make them know that, no, I'm legit, I'm just lonely. I need positive affirmation from listeners. So if you all have added me on Instagram, don't forget to go like and subscribe or follow, I guess, what it is on Instagram. I guess it is follow? It's follow. I'm yeah, sure. I think you followers and following and stuff yeah, like that. that. Yeah, yeah, that please. Keep track of us. You're man. what, King dot. Of uh, dot loud dot yes, that's one me. slash nine or nine or I don't six, know six, six. yeah what? whatever what <laughs> and uh, I, you can find me my semi personal accounts at the at sign app car shows app car shows although I really don't use it anymore because I think thanks to the coronavirus my DJ gig is pretty much foobar yeah at least so this year it is the at LCD podcast Instagram uh, at LCD podcast on Facebook you know remember, I love cults ladies and gentlemen. For myself, LMC, and my co-host, Shay Mullins, you have once again wasted time listening to the LCD Podcast, Episode 5, Everybody Hates Jeffrey Dillard. Y'all have a good night now. <laughs> I reckon it looks like you've done wasted half an hour or more listening to the voice of the lowlife. <laughs> You're still in the spirit. Don't fret. Them boys will be back out of their hollers in just a week or two with the next part of this fine episode. Thank you for listening to the Lowest Common Denominator podcast with your host, Lee and Shay. See y'all next time. <laughs>